Hello, everybody. Welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. Time for some D&D with you and us, and we're excited to be here. I'm Scott with Bo, John, Kristen, and Kyle. Uh, thanks for joining us, and thanks, hopefully, some of you for drinking Phoenix Pearl Tea right now while you're listening to us at phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. Go check them out today. Before we go any further, it's time to throw the microphone to Kristen, who will catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, as the paladin and his eight Kuromukishi sought surrender from the surviving soldiers, the party prepared for the coming combat. Varel was the focus as Stanley altered his appearance into a giant ape, catapulting cars and crushing creatures with large leaps. Varel pushed on the paladin as Nash, Hope, and a simian Stanley and careening cars concluded the Kuromukishi. In a final fell fatality, with breaths belayed for Stanley and Hope, Varel swung the sword they had swiped for him and purged the place of the paladin as Nash's noxious foul farts finished off their foes. But as this whirlwind whipped about, the 90 Nashes managed to make meteors that meted out mean mutilations to the surrounding solar mines as confirmation of cannon calling came in. Now we join our heroes and their forces as the battle rages for the fate of the wide and weird world of the Wastes. All right, Bo, take it away, man. The Heroes of the Wastes on, the, on our third session of the War for Earth stand before a large gate being climbed up by hordes of goblins with Toyota host men and women dressed in car parts, throwing down pieces of metal at the oncoming goblins. The heroes have just slain eight Kuromukishi samurai orcs and one paladin of the umbilical order a hardened marine dressed in just in power armor uh, when we last we left over the intercom came a voice so uh guys I got uh, good news and bad news which do you want first oh yeah I think, I think I may have, yes, in character last week, I demanded the bad news first. Um, the bad news is, oh, geez, I don't know how to put this. Um, most of us are dead. They're all, we're all dead. How, wait, how many? Um, I mean, you're not. Perhaps, I don't know. There's me, White Nash, and then there's, well, let's just call him Unfortunate Nash and leave it at that. And that's it. Everyone else is. All the other Nashes are dead. So uh, look, we were we were do, we were doing the plan. We went through the mountain pass. We got dropped off and we went through the mountain pass. And uh, well, there was a lot of there were a lot of guys there. And uh, well, we were um, we were shooting uh, firebolts, but you know, sometimes those things don't hit. And it wasn't looking good, even though we had a big wall of firebolts. There was more of them than more of us. And we said, oh, does anyone have any ideas? And some of them transformed into big guys, but it's still, you needed to get the, the thing done. So anyway, one of our Nashes apparently knew how to summon meteors. I don't know if you saw them or not. Yeah, we, see the meteors? we totally did see the meteors. We, I figured it was, you know, the work of Nash, but or Nashes. But please tell me you didn't just kill each other with those things. 
Well, so he asked me if, if I thought if it was a good idea, and I said, well, if it crushes the anti-aircraft cannons, then, like, that's a great idea. Do it. But I think he forgot to tell me that it would also hit other places. And he kind of blanketed the place in meteors. And, well, he's here now if you want to talk to him. I guess why I called him unfortunate Ash. He made a bit of a mistake, and he feels bad about it. It's who you put in charge, Scott. Is it because wait. of the color of his robe? I thought white robe is white robe unfortunate Nash. No, white oh. robe is white Nash and white robe Nash and unfortunate Nash is the one that unfortunately slaughtered ninety seven other Nashes. Oh my gosh! All right, let's hear let's hear from unfortunate Nash. All right, here they want to talk to you. Here, and you hear some crumpling on the headset. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> um, hi, this is current day Nash. What? Who is this? <laughs> uh, I, I don't really have a Nash designation. White Nash has been calling me unfortunate Nash, but I, I don't really care for that. Why is he calling you that? What did What did you do? I summoned. Uh, look, it's not my fault, man. They were everywhere. All these guys with the Toyota host guys were everywhere. And yeah. we needed to get into the anti-air cannon to disable it, but we couldn't get there. So I looked at my spell sheet. I saw I had Meteor Swarm, and I casted it. <laughs> they said, give it all you got, said White Nash. So I gave it all I got. Okay. I mean, I didn't know it was going to hit the rest of my team. When you say they're dead, we're sure they're dead, true. dead. Like, they're not. They're dead. You verified they're all dead? <sighs> Well, there's a giant crater where where once there were buildings in life, nothing exists anymore. So uh, maybe, you know, this world's this crazy sometimes how you can be not dead. Uh, so maybe they're not dead. I, oh. I don't. I, my money's undead. Okay. Do you feel remorse about this? Is it? Is you just sort of like, well, it's not my idea, so I don't take any credit for it. What's the deal here? I feel awful about this. This is terrible. I'm sorry, okay? I didn't mean to, to kill all the teammates. I haven't been in that many battles. Okay, well. <sighs> so I'll turn to everybody. Well, no, everyone can hear this, right? Yeah, they're all in the comms. I'll just look at everyone and just sh- kind of shrug like, all right, well. <laughs> we sacrificed a bunch of Nashes to get stuff done. This Uh, conversation is what's known as a bummer. (laughs) And I don't think it should be on our public radio frequency. Nashes, and I'll touch my ear. Uh, Do you want white Nash back? I do not care. You are the one belaboring this point. You made a glorious sacrifice. War is upon us. Do not fill this channel with jabber of such (laughs) useless meanings. I have just slain a paladin with a blade I have dubbed Chromesbane. These are the sort of things that should be transmitted across this channel. Say good things and glorious things. Do not waste our time. Uh, here, White Robe Nash, you take it back. I, I think I'm done. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so what did I miss? White Robe Nash comes. Uh, sounds like you guys, we have a Nash problem because of you and your Nash your Nash crew there. So I told you the bad news. You want the good news? Yeah. 
We took out the A cannon, so the anti-air cannon, so you know, I realize it come at maybe too high of a cost, uh, but it, it's done. How many total Nashes does that leave us then, including me? Is that four of us? Uh, three, I think. Admiral Chrysorius comes on, he's like, Shh. I agree with them. Vorel, we're still fighting a war here. Are we, with all the anti-aircraft cannons taken out, can the Elhandari forces engage? Have we completed our mission? Are all cannons down? Yeah, at the end of last episode, Dian Talos confirmed, Monsoon confirmed, the attack team confirmed. Then let us proceed. Okay. Very good, then. We'll begin our attack run now. We'll meet you in the middle. And then it's out. And then you, you hear, uh, as you get off the, 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 the headset, it quiets down. You hear behind you, And then a, a vehicle pulls up behind you. Varel. Bok Bok sitting on the throne. Go to top! Varel, help! Go to top! And he points to the wall, and he, you see the goblins sort of scurrying up, but they're getting beaten back down by the, the to- a Toyota host atop the wall. We must climb for Blowy! Blowy wall! We'll blow the wall. Come! Come to car! And then he he, he gets out of his throne... And he jumps to the back, and he hits the, the top, and then some goblins come out, and then three goblins hang off this lever, and it opens up the back of this, like, school bus, half of the vehicle, and a catapult appears. And he's, go up, go up! And then he climbs in, Bok Bok climbs into the catapult, and then he holds his hands out, and the other goblins place blowy in it and start lighting it up. And he, he puts a knife in his mouth. He holds, we go, we go to top! Go! And then and then the goblins like chop the the um uh the the rope on the catapult or whatever it is they do. They, they said lever, it's not a rope. You have to tie it up each other. Like, and then Bok Bok goes flying up under the roof. And this is as cars like the liberators are still driving around. There are Pete Tieflings and vehicles as well. Uh, chaos is happening. There's still a giant battle being fought for the wall. Bok Bok flies up into the air and lands into the pile of Toyota host at the top of the wall. And uh, shortly thereafter, giant explosions go, and pieces of wall start crumbling down. The four of you find yourselves having just slain the orcs and the paladin of the umbilical order, just having all this chaos happen instantly before you. And did the car drive off with this catapult contraption? No, it's there. It's right there. All right, I will slowly turn with a very large smile towards Stanley. Well, Stanley is still an ape, and maybe <laughs> it's because he's mad about the Nashes and he understood at some level what's going on, or maybe it's just because he's an ape brain, but he has spent the entire time of this conversation picking up rocks, cars, metal, whatever he can find, and chucking it at either the Toyota host or the wall itself. So he's just been throwing stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. He turned to he turned to Stanley to do the smile, and he's busy. He's throwing hmm. he's throwing car debris at the at the walls, pieces of slow Peter, and roaring. 
again, unclear if it's <laughs> as a reaction to the Nash news or unknowing to it, but uh, he's he's mad. Uh, the, All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll look curiously at that, and then I'll try to ring my smile over to Nash. What he's what's he looking like? I'm a little for not forlorn, just a little in shock that we were down 97 Nashes. <laughs> my face will grow in concern. I'll look at Hope. Hope uh, will look at Varel and go, we need to get on Stanley's ship, heal up, and start the next phase. Am I the only one who sees a catapult here we could use to throw ourselves above the wall? Varel, we're going to use the ship, Stanley's ship. It can fly in. We can fly with Stanley. He can do the slow fall thing. We all get in the catapult. We fly over. We slow fall down. It'll be glorious. But then we'd have to fight our way to the center. And we need to save Obviously. as much health and spells as we can. <laughs> Believe me, I'm sure there will be plenty of resistance once we get to where we need to go. Now the Paladin right. of the Umbilical Order uh, armor uh, begins beeping here. Beep. Beep. Oh, it's Hope's that thing again, up. everyone. Beep. Uh, is, is Nash still floating? Yes. I will grab him like a child's balloon and start running away from the beeping man. Can okay. I grab the armor and chuck that at the wall? Uh, you most certainly can. You would have the strength for it and ape to lift it. I'm fairly certain. Alright, I'll do that. Alright, so let's do an athletics check. I'm already grabbing everything around me anyway. It's a big metal man and now it's beeping and that's annoying. So let's grab that up and chuck it at the wall. Give me your ape athletics check. Give me your best ape. Uh, okay, let's see. What Giant is it? ape. What is the giant ape? The giant ape has a strength of six. Uh, athletics plus... Uh, 23, I mean. Nine. So... Yeah, that's right. Uh, 25. Okay. So you, how do you... Is it an overhand throw, two-hand, one-hand? Do you spin around discus style? Um, He's just... He looks like he's raging, so he's just grabbing stuff. And, uh, uh, and there's, like, a level of logic. Like, you can tell deep inside the back part of his ape brain, there's at least a friend or foe acknowledgement. But he hears the beep, and you just see him uh, look down, grab it almost instinctually, like, what an annoying beep, and then just chuck it one-handed at the at the wall. Okay, you chuck it, and it goes super fast. Ooh, hits the wall. <laughs> It embeds in the side of the in the side of the wall, and you can hear the beep echo out as goblins and Toyota hosts fight along the wall. And a few seconds go by as everyone sort of watches to see what happens, and a giant kaboom explodes from the front of the wall, and pieces of metal and um, Pieces of metal uh, fall in different directions. The wall is made out of makeshift like sheet metals and rebar. And so all these pieces go flying. And as they hit the ground, they kick up massive dust clouds. And the, those dust clouds reach you and reduce your visibility as now there's this brown mist. But you can hear the wall starting to fall apart. As different pieces hit the ground. And with the renewed effort, you hear the goblins go... And they're running like even though you can't see you can see the shadows and silhouettes of goblins run around you and then you hear <laughs> and then your giant allies who are also part of the front wall assault walk behind you and they sort of overhead you see them step over and make their way towards the wall you hear as they do their like giant war cry um, but you can't see the battle anymore because you're uh, in dust you still speak because of your communicators, though. 
Back. You hear like a large hit of club on stone. So sad. And I think about, I imagine myself being in the catapult flying over the giants. <laughs> Arms doing the momentum thing as I roll in with the big sword. But it's not too late. The wall was not fully down last you saw it. But yeah, your Stanley, friends... get your ship before I make a decision for us. <laughs> Hopeful call for the Fate Six. Uh, Fate Six, can you hear me? Oh, this is uh, First Hand Sever. Check it in. What can I do for you? Are we ready to go? We're ready to go. Right, we're on our way. Um, 60 seconds. Is it all clear there? I see a lot of dust down below. As far as we can tell, it's good, but I have no idea what's in the dust. Right, we're not making a landing. You're going to have to jump on the ladder. You're going to be able to see it? We'll try. Let us know when it's down. Right. So 60 seconds goes by, and then you hear more crumbling. And you see vehicles drive by. And in the sky, the airship descends. As it moves forward, uh, the one of the deckhands is on the ghost elves is on the side. He throws down a rope, and the rope's there. And you're gonna have to like, he moves in, start slow, and then you're gonna have to get in really quick. Um, so everyone makes does everyone make their way under the ship? Yeah, I mean, I would the party splits. I would go. Yeah, and, yeah. And we, as giant ape Stanley reaches for it, his hand turns back into the hand of a human and elf. Uh, all right, and grabs a hold of it as he starts climbing. Alright, so the party one by one clambers aboard and gets up on top of the ship. And you are now aboard the Fate 6, and as you we can now revert the Roll20 map back to the battle map, and we can make some updates here on progress. One second, I gotta sneeze though. I couldn't find the mute button in time, sorry. <laughs> Bless you, Bless you. Uh, sorry about that. I couldn't find the mute button. All right, uh, everyone, we should be back to the Solar Mines map. So you see now that the <laughs> the goblins, liberators, giants, and tieflings are attacking the front gate where the Toyota host is. You are now aboard the Fate Six, which I have here. And Uncle Sever approaches you, and he says, uh, approaches you, Stanley, and he says, right then, we're going, the original plan was to head to the center. Any changes to that plan? I don't think so. Our, our objective remains the same. We have to get this to there. Um, we need some healing, I think, before we start the second phase. Uh, oh, yeah, you can take a short rest if you want. How long would it take, uh, just scale-wise, to fly to the center there? Would it be a relatively quick trip, or... Um, it's if, we, if we're taking 30 minutes for a short rest, are they going to have to fly around for a bit? Yeah, it's, or it's not going to be... No, it's, it, short rest would be 10 minutes, I believe. Is it? I think. Oh. Hang on. Short rest duration. It says in the character sheet at least one hour long. Oh, what? so we're all wrong. It's way longer. Uh oh, that seems crazy. Okay. <laughs> I always took it as like fifteen minute rests were fine for, for these kinds of things. Like it doesn't have to be a full hour. So just take your short rest now. Uh, we'll right. hand wait. We'll hand wave it a little bit. We're in the middle of a war. You're gonna get whatever rest you can. Uh, but while you're doing that, you have an activity that you can do. Uncle Sever beckons you over uh, the party over and says, um, "Admiral Chrysorius has a message for you. 
I don't know why I'm giving it to you. Uh, it's a bit confusing. And Admiral Chrysoris comes on and says, <clears throat> Solidity Prime, uh, please direct where you'd like the ships were coming for attack now. Uh, do you know where the highest concentration of ships would do the best good? And so on the roll 20 map here, I've got 15, 15 ships here. So do you, as a party, you can decide where you want the 15 ships to attack. Um. So we got the, we got the two Nashes that are in the crater on the bottom left. (laughs) Uh, they're not under any kind of attack at the moment, it would seem. And I'm actually going to remove these units because this that that force got wiped out with the crater. Um, there are two forces. There's like a th- about a thousand Toyota host and a slow Peter and a couple of uh, paladins as well on the on the south east. And it's only the tactical team, which is like 75 lizard folks. So they're kind of outnumbered, you know, like a thousand to 75. <laughs> So that might they might need some help. Uh, you've got Ma- Dian Talos, who's up in the top left alone, with uh, versus an army over here, and you got Monsoon Cabbage, who you last heard of was near this other AA cannon. He doesn't have a lot of people on him either, uh, but you can decide where to concentrate the the forces uh, for the for the El Hindari fighters. And you know, roll your hit dice. You guys yeah. know all. Yes, can roll your hit dice to recover your hit. Oh yeah, can someone remind me where I have the hit dice? So if you hit short rest, there's little check boxes for hit oh, dice. There it is, yeah. Basically, when you click one, it should say roll the dice. When you roll it, it'll give you that many hit points back. Um, just make sure you don't do what I did, and at the very end, still click take short rest afterwards. Okay, so I'm gonna do. I have a lot to make up, so I'm going to go a little nutty here. And you can go crazy. Whenever you take a long rest, you recover half your total hit dice that you've expelled. Yeah. So you will get... You can kind of go crazy with it, especially if you know it might be a while before you get a long rest, because you'll be getting half of those back uh, anytime you take a long rest. So better used than not used. Okay, relevant abilities have been reset. Oh, that didn't heal me, though. There should be, as you check the little boxes, a little box that appears that you can then press a gray box. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, let me do that again. Okay. Uh, While you do that, Stanley looking at the map would, would turn to Varel. Varel, how offended are your people going to be if we send a concentration to aid them? They're certainly the most outmatched and outnumbered. Whatever do you mean? Well, I'm. they seem to be the group in need of the most help. Uh, uh, Varel, I think what Stanley is trying to say is they need more people to witness their glorious fighting abilities. <laughs> There's no one there to see what they're doing. This is true. And hope I'll not at Stanley. <laughs> Stanley gives kind of an annoyed like, yeah, alright whatever it takes <laughs> yes this is this is accurate at least two from different vantage angles so they may witness my people's glory 
Right, so how many ships are we uh, heading to the south uh, east? Uh, I would say probably the majority should work their way uh, counterclockwise, counterclockwise around the caldera, uh, focusing in that direction. I think Diantalus and Monsoon probably have their ends more or less handled. Uh, maybe only a few ships sent in that uh, in that region. Alright, so I will move them. Uh, each of them has 50 Elendari, so if the ship goes down or they launch. Um, so I can put three up here on the to Diantalus and three to Monsoon. Yeah, that seems like a decent... And then nine to the... nine ships to the... Um, to help the battle down here. Very good, Slithy Prime. We will see it done. The... the... the your, your headpiece uh, silences again. Uncle Severus says, Right then, does Dr. Daffodil need to look at anyone before before we move on to the next leg of this journey? I'm in good shape. How's everybody else doing? Doing okay. Ready. Yep, ready. Right, so what's the plan then, uh, boss? Says your uncle. I think we're heading right to the heart of it, right to the solar mine itself. As close as you can get us into there, we have to go down. Okay, so the, as war rages on, you hear, you know, there's another explosion from the gate in the back. Uh, your Uncle Sever says, right, bring us about, Crooked and Rope, we're going in. Look lively, everyone. We may not live to see another day. And, and the ship moves around and begins making a beeline for the front. Um, now, as you breach the top of the mountain, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a circle of mountains which uh, encompasses this valley. And you begin to see the Alhandari ships take flight formations and fly to the various designated points as battles erupt in three different places in the valley below. Uh, you also see like the government buildings and Workerburg, just these like blank cement block buildings, and then this dome with this crazy suburban city like you've never seen before, like this tower and all these like nice homes and stuff inside of this glass dome. Um, and as you head to the center towards this ominous-looking uh, tower sitting in a pool of lava, from that pool of lava, a cyclone of well, lava. I say, I'm saying lava a lot. It's kind of annoying me now, but <laughs> a cyclone of lava begins to emerge. <laughs> and it emerges up into the sky and begins spooling about with the clouds above. And um, and as this happens, uh, Stanley, uh, Union silently takes her place at your side. She's been waiting for you on the ship. She moves to your side. And you notice this, but then your uncle comes to you and goes, or he doesn't come to you, he just looks at that and goes, what in the hell is that? Um, Stanley? Is uh, a cyclone of lava in your plan? No, I can't say we accounted for this, but it's still where we need to go. We need to get a closer look, safe as we can. And as the cyclone, as, as, you, as you insist on going, he goes, all right. And, and as, as the cyclone um, expands further and further, you see these, from either side, these sharp, pointy silver things emerge. And then they, they go, they go, you see this flapping on either side of the cyclone, as if the cyclone was flying. 
and the wings begin to emerge, and then from the base of this cyclone, a large bulbous shape comes out. It, it, like as if something's being pulled out of the ground, and as it's pulled out of the ground, spittles of lava. And I really spit. Sorry, uh, lava just like begins to, to merge out, and you see it pulls itself out. A large chrome dragon, and it lets out a as it pulls this giant egg from the ground. The egg is enormous, bigger than the building itself, and it's, it pulls this big egg and and then it lets go of the egg and flies into the air. And then it lets out a jet of steam as it breathes on an Elhandari ship. And hot steam, not fire or anything else. Just a jet of steam. And it melts. The, the Elhandari ship just goes... Crinkles into like trash and, and goes... And just hits the dirt. And it starts to fly out. And, it's a, and you hear over the thing... Captain... Prime! There's a freaking dragon! It's taking out all ships! What do we do? No! No! Ah! And you hear as it takes out another Helendari ship. It's the ground. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> I will hold my sword in front of my face and say, get me on that thing. All right, and I will put the I will put the this chrome dragon on the token there so you can see it flying around. Uh, do you guys see it or no? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah, we all see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like him, but I see it. Friggin' dragon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we see the dragon. Now we're talking big, right? Like big, big. Massive dragon, big boy. And he doesn't look chrome and perfect. He looks like he was made. He has mismatched pieces of chrome. His metal, some parts are shiny and smooth. Some part looks used and cross. He blows steam. Not fire, just like a hot jet of steam, and he's take he's pulling apart the Alhandari ships like that. And he pulled up an egg from the earth too, so there's this massive egg on the ground in front of the destination you were going, and he's flying around, and he's taking out the Alhandari ships. It's like and it's it's like almost as if he's been chromed. He wasn't born of chrome. This looks like a being that was molded, covered in chrome, the same way the Kuromo Kishi does. But his entire body and scales are chrome to the gills. And he fly, he's flying around and steaming people. We are not going to survive this assault with that thing going around. It has to be brought down. Diantalus, Monsoon, anybody capable of fighting a chrome dragon, we are taking this thing down, converge in the center, our fight begins. Diantalus says, I'm a little busy with one of these Peter guys right now. Have you not noticed I'm alone? (laughs) Is Stanley at the captain's top of the ship? Uh, so let's uh, let's let's move to the ship view of this area here. I'm gonna move you guys. Just make sure. There we go. This is where everyone's standing. You can position yourselves as needed aboard the Fate Six. Okay. Yeah, I think Stanley would probably be there. He'd be up here. Some of these some of these uh, guys should be on the ship, not, not in space. All right, I will. I will march across the ship, up the stairs to Stanley, 
and say, get me on board that thing now or throw me in your brig. You don't have to tell <laughs> me twice, Morel. We, that's where we're headed. Excellent. And I will head to the front of the ship and start climbing the <laughs> where the mermaid usually is, whatever the part of that <laughs> ship that's called. Uh, the Yeah, I don't know. It's not the mast. The Yeah, I don't know. The mermaid place. It's going to be the figurehead of the ship. <laughs> yeah, the figurehead, the whatever. All right, so you climb up to the front. All right, Stanley, we need directions straight at it. Tactical approach, evasive maneuvers, Kobayashi Maru. What are we doing? <laughs> right now, you need to get us in position to where we can get on it and you can keep this thing flying. So make sure you are evasive, but get us as close as you can. Okay. Right. But straight on, or, or just just in the vicinity? Sorry, sorry to keep asking. I I just need to know. I've never. Uh, it's humongous. Look, we can survive falling onto it. I can catch all of us and float us down onto it, no problem. But we need this ship to remain functional and safe. So, in whatever manner you need to achieve both those goals, see to it. Right. Okay, so uh, are you? I guess my question to you is: Are you making a stealthy approach to try not to be noticed by the dragon, or? Are you... Yeah, we don't want to just like fly down its gullet. We want to. We want to get to it. So. All right. Um, well, on behalf of the entire, I want the entire team uh, to make a stealth roll to not be noticed versus the dragon's perception, because you are flying in the sky. It has a pretty good chance of noticing you. We'll say that. A 25 for Stanley. 19 for uh, Nash. 18 for Hope. Okay, and Varel? 19. Okay. Well, the majority of roles have determined that it falls under its passive perception. And as it takes out Alhandari ships and you approach... Uh, you're not yet close to it, but as you get with it in its vicinity, bracing for the fight, the dragon then turns its attention to your ship and goes, <laughs> I want to roar back. <laughs> you sound like Tarzan, I'm not a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> as it, as it flip, flips around, turns you, and flies into place and its, its legs are dangling its wings are out to the side and it has its head poised straight up and it looks like it's it's just giving a minute before it pounces you maintain course yeah I mean we're going in full speed ahead all right, and as you maintain course, I need everyone to make perception rolls again, please. Perception. A 20. A 20? Okay. Uh, 11. 11. 11. Okay, so Stanley, you are the only one with an awareness, but as everyone's attention has been fixated on this dragon, um, you notice... a. Uh, you count a total with you just like you look around, you see eight, four on either side of your ship, eight um, humanoid figures racing their way towards your ship as well on either side. Um, they are paladins of the umbilical order and they're heading your way. I'm giving you an opportunity to react or do something in some way before they reach your ship. 
I'll, pl I'll place them on the battle map in just a second. I have a tiny tabletop question while John thinks of that. Yep. Are these the same? Is it just now four of what we just killed? Yeah, it's four. It's eight of the. Um, oh, four eight of those, It's eight of those Marines of those uh, Paladins of the Umbilical Order. So they're now on the map, and they're they're beelining towards the ship as well. And the dragon is facing you down from the front of the ship. I'm going to put the dragon on the map as well. Just give me a second. All right, here's the, it, it's not actually there, but I'm just marking it there so you see that there's a dragon, a chrome dragon in front of you as well. How high up are we? Are we pretty high up? Yeah, I'd say you're, you know, 5,000 feet or something like that. So we need to evade quickly. Okay, this is... Uh, when this thing turned from a house to a ship... Uh-huh. Was that a process that was like... Took four days to attune oh, and reveal it, took, it. Yeah. Well, to un to to attune, but did it take four days to transform, or is this like a transformer and it'll turn back into a house? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I wonder if I marked that though. Did I not on the equipment? I don't know. If I, I, I mean, I guess I can just ask you as the DM: Is this stuff I can do? We don't have to necessarily, you know, if it's a no, we don't have to worry about it at all. Uh, but we've got things coming at us. We've got it potentially doing a breath attack, and I just want to get the ship out of the way of everything very quickly. Would it be possible to turn this thing into a house, drop for a minute, and turn it back into a ship and pull up before it hits the ground? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, that's, that's some fair. Battles Star Galactica season three business for me. Yeah, yeah it's just definitely not an at wheel thing. Um, okay. I can't remember. I think maybe we switched it on the inside. No. That'd be awesome. It was upon a two. I remember it was upon attunement, right? Because you had to stay in the cottage. Oh, hang on. All right. This item is connected to an airship. It provides an attuned wear with the with the captaincy of a. I call it a spell jammer, but it's actually an accurate, a little inaccurate. Manned by an Elhandari dockyard crew. The ship can be transformed into an inconspicuous cottage. While attunement takes four days, once attuned, the transformation can happen at will. Care must be taken not to transform midair as the cottage will fall. So the actual answer is yes, it can be transformed into a cottage at will. That's the, the actual answer is yes. I, okay. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I love uh, it. <laughs> I as long that's... as we get the Joss Whedon like shake cam and then the zoom in on the falling house, <laughs> care must the house explodes, transforms back, and there's the like the kind of boost on the ground and the dust and the <laughs> takes off again. Yeah, yeah. The transformation can happen at will. Okay, yep, it can happen at will. So, so uh, I did not plan assets for this. <laughs> 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 what? I, know. I can't believe really? it. How could you not have those at the ready? Yeah. All right. Um, so you want to transform it into a cottage at will? Yeah. Drop and then transform it back into a ship before it hits the ground and try and salvage. Just to get out of the way. You know, like if everything's coming at us here, 
The mm-hmm. idea is we, and then it just goes down immediately yeah. like the stone. Yeah. I get it. Okay, so uh, you can do this at will through the power of your mask. So immediately the ship begins transforming into a cottage in that it shrinks in some space. Varel, you're now free falling. Um, and yeah, for, so Varel, you're now free falling. The ship goes away from underneath you. Well, oh, hang on, falling. hang on. If, if I'm, uh, I mean, we were proceeding, right? Uh-huh. Do I have momentum towards the dragon? Uh, <laughs> uh, he's far away, so don't go by the map. I was just putting oh, him there so you oh, can okay. see it. He's, he's too far away. Because the map just, says I'm like 30 feet from him. No, no, that's, that's just for reference. It was just there for reference. I completely didn't see this whole cottage business coming. Um, so it tra- the cottage transforms. Uh, it, it would rest more on the back area than on the front. Uh, you're now free-falling. Hope, Nash, and Stanley, you're now sitting inside of a cottage, uh, and the elves have disappeared. So the elves only come out in ship form. So all the elves have disappeared, and the three of you are now free-falling in a cottage. Okay, can we see Varel falling outside? Yeah, you see Varel falling, and then he's still looking at the dragon, and the dragon is still poised to strike at the cottage. Looking real sad, like Buzz Light, you're yeah. going for the window. And, and, and the and the uh, you know the rocket packed uh, uh, paladins are still have cha- adjusted course and still heading towards the cottage as it lowers down. Okay, <sighs> it didn't did do anything except put Varel in, in danger. So, all right, we'll transform it back into a ship. And see if we can scoop up uh, Varel as we. Yeah. It pops back forward. into ship form, uh, Varel. The, the ship, because you still do have forward momentum. The ground is now uh, getting close, but Stanley, you did it pretty instantly. Like you, this happened all instantly in your mind. You transformed it into a cottage. You did a quick assessment of it. No, <laughs> I, I, you know, maybe it'll come up later where a tactical advantage will apprise itself. But it seemed like all the enemies were still able to go for you. Um, so you transform back quick enough to catch Varel without any damage taken from the fall as it, as it switches, bloop, to a cottage and then bloop, back into an airship and Uncle Severus looks at it or oh, Stanley, warn me if you're going to do that or what? <laughs> well, that, that didn't do anything <laughs> it looked cool, but it didn't do anything um, um, I don't know it, it, Stanley will point to the the paladins that I assume are altering course and just say, we need to get to that dragon. We need to evade these guys as best we can. I don't know how fast they are compared to the ship. Okay, well, they're they're gaining on the ship with their rocket packs. Uh, If you don't have any moves like spells to prep, something to get uh, done in advance, a command, then we can roll for initiative. Uh... No, it's only Stanley. He made, he made the perception roll. You guys haven't. You guys don't see. We don't even paladin. know this yet, right? We just know. We're not they're... rolling for the dragon. You're not even fighting the dragon. I, I gotta move the dragon since it's confusing everybody. You're not fighting the dragon <laughs> this second. I'm taking it away from you guys. No, you behave poorly. That's fine. You don't, but get, I guess, you don't get a dragon. This is for the paladin. But my, you're in my the middle question... of facing down a dragon, and eight buttholes are taking advantage of it and landing on your ship. Yeah, but you showed us the dragon, and now it's all we're thinking about. And now we just have these. He'll guys. be there soon. He'll be there very soon. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just, now it's just yeah, we just got these I'm, lame I'm Lex Luthor wannabes hanging out on the side of the ship. I'm ratcheting up the tension. Okay, but the reason what I was trying to bring up is we felt the change, though, right? We noticed that we were in a cottage for a hot second again, and then back to ship. 
platform. Oh, yeah, that would be the action. Yeah, that would be the move. So let's roll for initiative. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so <laughs> the cottage changed. Everyone fell. Or, yeah, you fell inside. You, you floated up to the ceiling. It changed back. Stanley did it. Uh, let's get some initiative rolls. All right. 26. Stanley 11. with a 26. Hope with 11. Wait, that's wrong. Sorry. 16. Oh, is that yours? A 16? 16 for Varel. Uh, mine is a natural 20 for a 21. Oh, look at look at Scott with I high know. rolls. Yep, Finally, that means, means the rest. Up, Scott. That means the rest of the show. It's not going to be shit. That's how this works. <laughs> All right. Um, so the dragon's bearing down on you, and the paladins move in. Uh, so Stanley, you're up first. Uh, as well as the the elves on the ship are going to aid in the fight. You're not alone here. Um, these guys fly with rocket boots, right? Uh, some of them have packs, some of them have boots. Okay. Stanley's gonna take a look at, uh, this fellow up here. This guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's, I'm gonna cast a spell called Shatter. Okay. And Shatter, Shatter is a sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts from a point of your choice within range. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save, half as much on a successful one. A creature made of inorganic materials such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage on the saving throw. And a non-magical object... Oh, that isn't being worn or carried. I probably should have read that part. Uh, Also takes damage if it's in the spells area. The goal was to damage their rocket packs, but... uh, So which one are you hitting? Uh, this fellow. This All right, he's got a roll saving throw. What, what's the DC? Uh, twenty. Constitution twenty. Well, we're off to a good start. It's a one, so uh, that's a fail. Uh, so he takes the full three d eight damage or the damage you roll for. Uh, let's see. I like he takes call him a six thunder damage. Six thunder damage. All right, I'll mark six on him and. All right, he takes six. So you, you lash out with the shatter, and part of his like, you know, armor pieces fall off, you know. But he's still bolting. Uh, but he just shakes at the at the sight of your spell. Uh, all right, that's it. All right, Nash, you're up. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pop dragon. Oh, it's dragon time. Yeah, in anticipation of both. Uh, these dicks that we have to deal with, but also uh, the, you know, well, this is more table, but I know that there's a dragon coming, so I want to be ready. Um, okay, so yeah, pop dragon. Remind me, I never remember. Is that count as an action when I just turn? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. In that case, I yeah. will uh, change, and then my, 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 my travel will be... Well, let's see, how far are they? Yeah, I'm gonna give control of this to you. Let me check something on. Uh, where's my black dragon list? Here it is. Okay. 
Right, there you go. You're going to control Black that dragon. dragon. There it is. I found it. Okay, so here's what I might do. Let's see. What's my range on that? That's not going to do it, is it? Okay. 120 feet. Is that radius? Okay. Sorry, what are you at? What are you All right, let me ask you this. If I... Oh, that's a... That's an action, though. Never mind. I was going to do Frightful Presence, but it's, 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 I don't have two actions. So um, I'm going to just kind of rise up 20 feet or something and just roar and look looks scary. And that'll have yeah, to be this, my This turn. is where the, the new stat blocks make, make more sense because they actually parse it into minor. They use the same action economy as other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can... So as it's important to note, as an adult... Oh, no, sorry. As an adult black dragon, you have legendary actions. Yeah. So that's a mechanic players don't normally use. So to understand it, you can take three legendary actions. Um, only one option can be used at a time, and it's at the end of another creature's turn. Any other creatures? Any other creature. So I can and do this you tail attack, your dragon attack, actions. So and at the end of the round, you you regain them all. Okay. So right. the round starts with Stanley. So at the end of anyone's turn, you can use one of those three things that you have on the bottom. Yeah, none of them are great because I don't so, have good range on them. Um, yeah, maybe you don't need them now, but they'll come up as battle goes on. Sure, okay? sure. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's okay. My, that's my turn. Yeah, it's just important to know. Yeah. Okay. So I'll try to remind a little bit so um, you get used to that. Awesome. All right. So that brings us to the elves. The elves uh, man the laser cannons here on either side. The arcane. Uh, ballistas, rather, not laser cannons. And they fire out at the Paladins of the Umbilical Order. That one's a miss. Oop. That one is a hit as, as, as a, like a large arrow, just like ghostly, fantastical arrow. And there's like, sort of like this laser light as it hits one of them, flying on its way. Um, and that's going to bring us to Varel your turn after, as none of the other elves can really do much until they get to the ship that's going to do uh, 20 points of damage to one of them. This guy right here. What was Hope's okay. initiative? Uh, Hope had uh, 11. Oh, okay. She'll be last in the turn order today. So rare. Yeah, it's rare. I know. I know. It's usually me. <laughs> Did Nash maintain his chain while he was transforming the dragon? Does he still have a chain around him? Or did that link just... into super space? Oh, the chain from the car. You were getting dragged last time. Did you yeah. just have that chain around your stomach? I did, but I assume that probably, it's like my First. clothes or anything else, it's not there until I... Oh, yeah, it's not there own. anymore. That's right. Yeah, good point. Okay. No chain. I just got purple pants on like the Hulk. That's how I do it. <laughs> I wish. Purple pants. Right, I'm going to do a double move since everything's still out of range, and I'm going to start... This, is, this has a crow's nest, correct? That's where Dr. Spider hung out. Yes. Yeah, that's right. right. So I will run my 40 feet to here, and then I will run the additional 15 and use the remaining 25 to climb up the mast. Okay, so you're going to use a dash action to get all the way up onto the mast? Yep. And I want to be above should they land below for a plunging attack. Nice. Very good. All right. And that does bring us to their turns. These paladins would have some fly speed. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
So they got a, they're using their dash action, and they land as they on each side they just roll in hit either either side of the ship. This one here circles around to the back, staying up. This one here circles around to the front, staying floating, while the remaining six of them land upon the bridge of the deck. <laughs> six of them all around. Now, they use their dash action to get here, so they don't have any attack actions to take this turn. Uh, and that brings us to the dragon. The dragon, seeing the attack go, and begins beelining towards the ship. He will be here next turn. Um, Hope, you're up. Pardon me. No, it's okay. Goldfish, okay. Says the dragon while you give chance for Hope to get ready. And when the dragon breathed on the Elhendari ship, the whole thing just melted, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it has steam breath, from what yeah. you can tell. Would there be any inkling that a magic ship could withstand such a breath attack? Um, you are confident that this is a pretty tough little ship. And it's made of Elhendari wood, so I think, what is it, wood expands in heat and shrinks in cold, or is it the opposite? Something like that, though, right? Wood contracts in cold and expands in heat. Oh. That's what it is. Oh, the reverse? Yeah. Expands you steam wood to make it all bendy. Yeah. But it definitely expands in heat. If it's, You'd have to have some humidity, though. But it's like, it's not just like some warm humidity. It's like a full steam jet. Like it's, it's, it'll do damage in the standard way you expect dragon breath to do damage. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hope's pondering some things at the moment. So she's going to come around uh, the dragon uh, clockwise and start attacking the first paladin she runs into. Okay. Make your attack roll, please. All right, first one. 26. Ah, that is a hit. 11 piercing. Okay, perfect. Let me have a look here. All right, so you find uh, weak points and stab for 11 points of damage. Cool, second one, 23. Yeah, that's a hit. 12 piercing. Okay, 11, 12, and the third one, please. 22. Okay. And since we're doing a lot of rolls and you made a lot of attacks against these guys, I don't mind just putting it out there. The AC is 20, so you're looking to make 20 or higher on rolls. Uh, 13 for the next one? Uh, 22 for the next one, and then 17 piercing. 17, okay, so 17, 12 is 19... 29 and 1, so you full 30 points of damage to him. Cool. And then right. she'll use her bonus action to throw up diplomacy and make an attack with that. Okay, perfect. I'll get that for you in a second. Make the attack roll, please. Perfect. Hits with a 21. It's a hit. 9 piercing damage. Okay, 9 more for 39 points of damage. All right, you do 39 points, so you go, you, you rush as it lands, you rush right towards him from the rear, and you begin finding chunks cutting wires, things in between the metal plating, stabbing in between, 
and then using the sword to do the same diplomacy of the rapier. Um, and, and you hear him go, oh, what is that? You know, as, as, as he attempts to uh, turn around to, to face his assailant. Um, okay, Stanley, you're up. Uh, Stanley's going to spin around to this guy floating on the outside of the ship, and he's going to polymorph him into an innocent little bunny rabbit. Oh. You're going to polymorph uh, the guy in the back? Yep, yeah, that one. Okay, all right. Uh, and the rule... Uh, Wisdom 20 Wisdom. save. We'll call him Plummet. <laughs> <laughs> Plummet. That's adorable. What's his wisdom? It's not a save. He fails. It's close, though. Um, so you, you turn him into a bunny rabbit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you turn him into a bunny rabbit, you hear a book, and the bunny rabbit goes... <laughs> as it, it paddles in the air, and then he just starts... Flo- woo, pretty much instantly starts falling. He's gone. Uh, and then... Let me just check my distance here... Um, where is it? 60 feet. How far away is everybody? Everybody's within range. Okay, so then I'm going to also activate the Mantle of Inspiration. Uh, everybody is going to gain 14 temporary hit points. Nice. Um, that would be Varel, Pope, Nash. I guess Dragon Nash, technically. It'd be on the dragon. Uh, Union and myself will be who gets the 14 and they can move without incurring uh, opportunity attacks if they want to spend their reaction to do so at this time like now right 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 now yeah. okay so you got a lot of movement as a dragon yeah I do and can I see the other dragon yet or have any sense that it's coming He's, yeah you, I mean you can see him he's bearing down on the ship he'll be here next turn very Ooh. imminently can okay. I use my movement to jump on top of Nash? Do some dragon riding? Yeah, I want to ride. I want to ride Nash. Absolutely. I mean, I would be a willing <laughs> participant if he wants. I'm gonna. I was All gonna right. move to the front of the ship, just sort of be tip of the spear over here. But you can do that, and Varel in a swift motion can jump off and land on you, and then you're both at the front of the ship. Okay. Um, I can't move my guy, but I'll bet you can. Oh, maybe I can. Oh, I thought I gave it to you. To you move. did. I lied. This is controlled by Scott J. Yeah, yep, you're right. You're right. Okay, so I'm going right. to go there. And so, right, Kyle, Pearl, if you want to move your character, get that on top of. Yeah, if you want to be on me. Oh, he went along for the ride. What's up? Perfect. So you jump on top of uh, your dragon riding, and, and you're not flying yet, uh, uh, Nash. You're standing at the tip of the ship right. in dragon form with Pharrell riding you. Right. Perfect. Okay. Um,. Anything else you want to do with your turn, Nash? Well, it's not it's not my turn yet. It's not his turn. It's the oh, end of spin. my turn. Oh, yeah. Remember, but you can do things at the end. Oh, of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Thank you for that. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, well, yeah, I can do a, a perception. A I can do fun. a wisdom or a perception check from here. That I don't know what it would avail me though. Well, you can do it. You actually have a tail attack with a reach of fifteen feet. You can you can hit that. Um, uh, paladin uh, of the umbilical order oh, in the air near you. Is he in range? Uh, oh, tail. okay. Yeah. If he's in range, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Let's do that. New tail attack. Uh, tail attack. Let's see. How does the tail attack work? <laughs> tail attack. It is. They have no details on here. Oh, there oh, it wait, is. Maybe there it is. It's up top. Plus yeah. fifteen to hit. Uh, reach of twenty feet. 
one target hit uh, 17 2d8 plus 8 bludgeoning. Oh, sorry. Are you Elder Dragon or Adult Silver Dragon? Uh, L- adult. Oh, wait. What am I? What? What, <laughs> what <laughs> dragon am I? Hold on. Yeah, I think you might be Elder, and I, I'm looking at Adult. That's why I'm just asking, because I'm like, oh, I think I'm the wrong thing. Elder. At levels 13 through 17, an adult level black dragon. So you are level 15. So you're an adult. So it's plus 13 to hit. Okay, so adult. Yeah. Adult black dragon. It's Sorry, adult black dragon is plus 11 to hit. And reaches 15 feet, one target. 2d8 plus 6. Okay, there it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, here comes roll for hit. One moment, please. I don't have any plus stuff to this, do I? Plus six. Oh, no, no, it's plus 11 to hit for plus the Plus 11 tail. to hit, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so here comes. So that would be 24 to hit. It's a hit. Awesome. Roll 2d8 plus six. 2d8 plus six incoming. 2d8. Hold on. All right. 2d8 will equal 10 plus 6, so 16 points of bludgeoning damage. 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, perfect. It goes through as you smack it. Boom! And it sort of, sort of knocks the, <laughs> the space read around a little bit as it with a big whoopash. Nice. And this guy's already taken 6 damage, so... Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Remember, at the end of any other creature's turn... You get basically three points, uh, and one of your actions costs the two points, and then you refresh at the top of every round. Okay. Like in Solasta, you fought you fought some legendary creatures. Oh in Solasta. yeah, that's that's right. They do that as well. Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah. So you you have that status now. Awesome. All right. So um, yes, uh, let me see here. Okay, so now we have Nash. It is your turn. Okay. Um, how far out is the is the dragon that's on my way at this point? Uh, he's beelining, so he's like he's flapping his wings, and then he did the whole wings to the back, and he's diving towards the ship. Ah! So he's like not there yet. He will be there in, um, according to his initiative order, after Varel and the paladins and elves, basically. So he's not quite there yet. Okay. You can ready an action. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or you can just go ham on the paladin near you. You also have that option, too. Well, all right. But if you prefer to be dramatic, I would just ready an action for when he gets there. Like you're facing him down stoically. That's yeah, and I can still tail whip Junior Junior Mint over here every time I get a, a turn or a swing around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I call him Junior Mint um, because he's green. He's That's green. why it's green. Yeah. Even though Junior Mints are not green. Anyway. Uh, let's do. You know what? Let's ready an action. Let's ready Acid Breath. Uh, there. Okay, so you're going to ready the casting of Acid Breath. Yep. So as soon as I think he's within the 60-foot line that I need and the 5-foot wide, I'm going to let that let that fly. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Uh, all right, uh, the elves now get a round to go, and they begin to uh, circle around the paladins and make their attacks. Gorgeous Georges comes in. He's swinging at, actually, he's going to swing at this guy. And the brave, the actually the brave ghost elves. Yeah, we'll do that. Jump down, uh, surround the paladins of the umbilical order, not granting them any quarter. 
as they move uh, to surround them. So I'm going to surround them so that like they're here to protect you. So they move into those directions to do so. Okay. Um, yeah. Some of them will resolve hits, but essentially, and that includes uh, Union standing in front of you. Uh, Sever's gonna Sever and Crooked and Row are gonna say, stay navigating the ship, but basically all deckhands because they didn't really move last round except to do two arcane shots. So I'm, I'm giving them some the benefit of the doubt, but they're basically all surrounded now at this point uh, on the ship, except for the one floating. Okay, that sort of you tail whipped. Uh, so all the paladins of the umbilical order are now surrounded by the crew of the Fade Six, uh, making attacks on them variously. Uh, let me just got like a quick way of doing resolving attacks on them. All right, perfect. Four. So and they, they, you know, there's a lot of missing. There's a lot of hitting armor, with, but some of the ghost elves managed to make it through with their ethereal uh, weapons. Uh, and shocking them or chilling them in some way as they all take damage and get get beset upon uh, by the crew. Um, one of them nearly goes down. Gorgeous Georges just takes him and he goes, Oh, oh God, Georges! Georges! As he, as he smashes with ghost fists upon the paladin. All right, and Varel, that brings us to your turn. The dragon's bearing down on your ship. Alright, currently off the map though. Yeah. I'm I'm kicking Nash in his sides. Want him to fly into the beast's face, but it's not his turn. He's not gonna do it yet. <laughs> do you wanna ready a particular action for when the it appears? Uh well he can't do a movement as a ready, he's just gonna do a breath attack. So I do you could, have. You wanted to leap onto him. If he gets within a certain range, you could make yeah. an athletics attempt to ready, for example. Uh, so I have instinctive pounce. As part of a bonus action, you can enter your rage and you can move up to half your speed. It calls itself a pounce. Hang on. Let me just check the, let me check the text on uh, rage real quick. I want to make sure I don't lose a whole rage. Uh, it ends Wait. early if you are knocked unconscious, or if you end if your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn. You can throw a shield at that paladin if you want, just be like to keep your rage going. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, I'll, I'll be kicking. I'll be kicking Nash to go, but we'll throw a, a shield at his tail target. All right, let's make a make an attack roll, please. All right, that's ranged. Uh, twenty-eight. That's a hit. Roll damage dice for me. B six. Thirteen for the first attack. Okay. And then bring that shield around again. This one would be a fourteen versus. The AC. Yeah, so that's the 14 would not be a hit. But you do okay. connect with one of the shields, maintaining your rage as you just like, as, as it comes up, you're not even looking, you're just throwing the shield off to the side and just hitting it as it attempts to get closer to you and, and you knock it with the shield and it's got to protect itself um, and doesn't land. Um, 
Okay, and that brings us to the pa- paladin's turns. Now we're not going like to resolve. Remind Scott to do a tail slap. Oh yeah, tells why. Tells why oh, you're a creature that just why. ended its cre- its turn. All right, so it attempts to, to 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 fly at you, and you hit it with the shield, and then you hit it with the shield doesn't do anything, and then the dragon comes out with another tail swipe at the thing. Yeah. Uh, so here comes. Uh, that is a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah, it's a hit. Give me your damage dice. All right. Six, so that's twelve uh, plus six would be eighteen points. Okay, eighteen points of damage, pretty big. Yep. Uh, f- <laughs> All right, so as you hit it with the tail swipe that time, smack you smack a part of its a circuitry towards its back, and then it begins free falling. He's <laughs> shaking as the paladin falls out of the sky and down towards the ground. Cool. So you smack it with the tail. All right, the rest of the paladins uh, then are fighting with the other um, ghost elves, and you hear cries and hope and Stanley. You can see this from your vantage point as deckhands begin going down um, to the uh, to the to the lasers of the, the you know like they'll shoot at a laser. This guy goes deckhand here. This ghost just goes Whoa! and just disappears out of existence. This one here disappears out of existence. This guy here actually has these sort of micro missiles that just fly up and then land all around him in a circle and clear out the various uh, deckhands on this side here uh, as the crew begins to thin out. Um, We're now up to the dragon. So the dragon has been beelining, wings behind his back, flying towards, uh, straight towards the ship. I will now add him to the map so everyone can (laughs) engage with him uh, as needed. He flies towards the ship and he breathes in and as as he looks like he's ramming speed with the ship at this point so he's and with that uh, crooked hand row has prepared for this as you told him to do evasive maneuvers uh Stan- stanley and he veers off a little bit to the left and as the dragon comes forward he be- rams his head into the side chrome scratching wood um, do we have any triggered actions uh, now that they're within range? Uh, Hope and Nash and Varel, sorry. I think uh, Nash, you wanted to find I, mean, I was going to flip. Yeah, I was going to yeah. do acid so before breath. Before he gets to that point? Yeah. And let's do your acid breath. All right, here comes. Uh, let's see here. Okay. To hit. Uh, that would be a 20. Sorry, that would be a 29. No, wait, what'd you say? 11? What is my thing? Plus, what is it? Plus what? Plus 11. 11, okay. So it is numbers. So it is 20. So it's uh, 30. (laughs) Yeah, that's a hit. 30's a hit. (laughs) All right, good. 30's a hit with your, uh, well, wait a second. This is your breath, right? Yeah, it's the same. Acid breath is, I make a DC 18 dexterity saving throw. Oh, it's a saving throw. Sorry. Yeah, as, as as the dragon. Um, we throw all the numbers at the dragon. See what yep, happens. all of them. Deflect the numbers. What do you think of the number 27, dragon? Hmm. 22. Ah. <laughs> 30. Ah. And other I, numbers I can ah, think of. He's holding his head. <laughs> so I rolled a 70, which means you're going to get the full 128 acid damage on him. Okay. Yep. So, uh, 12d8. Is that where I'm at? Hold on. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, 12D. Jeez. Okay, 12D8 acid damage. 
Here it comes. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> Seventy-two. Seventy-two nice. points of damage. So you breathe, your your neck extends out and uh, and go, grows rigid, and as it approaches, you belch a long. Is it a cone? Sorry. Uh, it's a, uh, a line. no. It's, it's a, a long line yeah, of line. acid, like fiery green, yellow acid breath. And as it hits his chrome metal, the chrome bubbles and ruptures and scars through his face. And the dragon um, screams. You can tell he reacts. He goes as he pulls up, slows a bit, and wing uh, wing air hits everyone on the ship. You can feel the whoosh whoosh of the air as the acid bubbles forward and he sort of stops and he realizes he has, he has a formidable challenger in front of him and he stops. So you've burnt him for 72 points of acid damage in full. Pharrell, um, as he's belching, did you, you ready a pounce or just an attack action or? or No, I couldn't. I had to maintain my rage. All right. So you're just, you're just watching this. You're helping direct the head direction of this. So then the, this dragon being, belched on with this fights you back Nash with steam breath of steam actually no he doesn't fight back in that way he has to find your neck and make you stop breathing he lunges in uh, he lunges in for a bite attack upon your neck damn and that's a 21 that hits Uh, my AC is 19 as an adult black dragon so it makes its bite. I'm just I'm learning what it's doing here. Hang on. Actually, multi-attack, it does all in one thing. That is an adult. Frightful presence and the three attacks. So let's start with the bite. Uh, so it is a hit, right? Yeah, it's a hit. Sorry. Well, on damage, uh, two, 20 points of piercing damage on your upon your dragon form. Okay. So I will mark it here on... We will actually just... We can track it. You see the health bar above your... Yeah. Dragon token? We'll just track the dragon damage awesome. there. As he bites you to tempt you to make a stop. And then he slashes with its claws twice. Uh, three plus 13 is 16. Mm-hmm. And that's not a hit on the adult black dragon. You have 19 natural armor. 10 plus 13 is 23. That is a hit. That is a hit. Um, so we're going to roll 2d6 plus 8 slashing. That's seven. You take 15 points of slashing damage. 15 or 50? 50. 50 and 1 5. One five. So okay. again, I can, we can mark this on here. You're down to 160 hit points in, in dragon form. Got okay. um, it. And then we have Frightful Presence. So each creature, the dragon's choice that is within 120 feet and aware of it, must succeed on a DC 18 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for one minute. So hey, um, uh, don't worry about that saving throw. You're immune to it. I am, you're, all, you're all immune to it. Yeah. Oh, we all yeah. are. Yeah. Because of the because of the Including bountiful feast. Union, who joined us oh, for the feast. Oh, our right. excellent so, breakfast. Yes. So everyone ate the feast. The other good news is ghosts are also immune to frightened. So nobody has to roll on this entire <laughs> ship. There, there isn't a single person on the ship that has to roll frightened for the dragon, which is kind of this, which is kind of awesome. That is I gotta awesome. Say. But he, it's part of the multi attack for the dragon is that he gets his frightful presence proc as well. Um, and he, so he roars out, he swipes at you twice, Nash, and he bites your neck. And uh, you're not grappled, but now he's, he's, there, there, there's the battle between you two at the front of the ship as he's flying and, and wrestling with you. Pretty um, cool. 
Hope, you're up next. Okay, Hope's gonna keep her fighter focus and go back to the paladin that she damaged already. Okay. Attack it. Yep. Make the attack roll. Alright, first one hits with a 26. Uh, it's a hit. Roll your damage dice, please. 14 piercing. Alright, describe how you slay it. Remember, the ghost nice. elves are around it too, so you wheel your way through and they're all pounding on him, including Gorgeous Georges. Uh, you get the kill. Alright, so she um, jogs in and does a very focused thrust into the heart area, trying mm-hmm. to get his. Would he have. He's still kind of human, so his aorta. Oh, so is he trying to, out trying to find a weak spot? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. she hits it, pulls the rapier out, and then immediately goes to the next paladin. Okay. And the paladin just like falls to his knees, bloop, hits the ground face first. And you move to the next paladin. Oh, you can't walk through Gorgeous Georges, or you may suffer force damage, I think, from ghosts. You end your turn inside a ghost. Gross. No, I don't think you. Oh no, you can move through a ghost. Yeah, it ta- it takes ten one d ten force damage if it ends its turn inside an object. I think if you end your turn inside of it, you would also take damage too. So just a FYI. Oh okay, I don't. But you you can't actually. I think I think you can't actually walk through the ghost. I think technically. I don't I mean, think I hit anybody, did I? Well, the Gor- do you see Gorgeous Georges there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's there. Oh, he was gotcha. there. Yeah, yeah. They oh, were surrounded. Okay. Can you are you able to move your character? Maybe there's something weird about yours because it's funny that you're able to move your guy there. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Right, I guess yeah. it hadn't moved for me. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, All right. Make your attack roll. All right, and this one I rolled an 18, so it counts as a natural 20. Yep, it certainly does. Get that double damage for 17 damage. Okay, that's a hit. And then third attack hits with a 22. That's also a hit. For 11 points of piercing. Okay, perfect. You stab him twice as you find your mark uh, with the... With the you're using a different rapier, right? You have two now? Correct. Diplomacy is yeah. flying around, and this is Yeah, a, so your, your rapier is just finding the mark. This is a perfect weapon against them as you, like, take, you put one hand front, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi position style, right? And just, like, find the right place to insert the rapier in between Chink's armor plating. And, uh, um, oh, by the way, I forgot to proc these, but you do take uh, lightning damage with each hit. So you're going to take three lightning damage for the first hit and six lightning damage for the second hit. Total of nine. Cool. And then it shocks you as, you as you put it in. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, might as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, diplomacy for the final attack. Okay. Diplomacy can fly through these ghosts and find a good position, and he attacks as well. Misses with an 18. Okay. Yeah, it's a miss. All right. Um, does, that, no, does that count? Does an 18 a crit for you? With the diplomacy? Um, it wasn't... Uh, I rolled an 8, and it was a plus Oh, an 8. I thought 18. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, um, that's the end of the round. So your legendary actions and the 
Chrome Dragon's legendary actions are now reset. I've been forgetting to use them, actually. Uh, so let's try and do better this round. Stanley, you're up. Hey. Uh, all right. I'm going to. Stanley's going to go walk into the center of the ship. Yep. He's going to take the guitar off of his back. He's going to strum and cast Destructive Wave, hitting every remaining paladin of the Umbilical Order. Okay. They have to make a Constitution 20 saving throw. Character sheet up here. They're con. Okay. So six plus... Constitution what, sorry? 20? 20. It's a fail. Uh, So they're going to take the full damage of Destructive Wave, which you're going to roll for me. Okay. First thing is... 17 points of thunder damage. Okay. Second is 20 points of necrotic damage. And any who failed are knocked prone. Any who failed? Oh, they all failed, so they're all knocked prone. They're taking 37. So that uh, means... 37. Well, you've killed so far at least one. Nice. Uh, Sorry, I'm just doing math here on the various hip pools. Uh, Okay, you've killed two. Yeah, you've killed two, and the other ones are prone. Okay. So there was five remaining on the ship. Um, the sixth one you hope just killed. The three of them have been knocked prone. Uh, so you let out that wave of force and it moves through. It only affects uh, al- like people that you choose for it to affect, right? It does right. nothing to your, your allies. So it moves through your, your ghost elf crew, hits the marines, knocks three of them right down on their ass. They fall with heavy power. And the uh, two of them immediately sort of blow apart, like their wrists fall off because their their pieces are modular. They sort of just fall over, getting hit from it. One of them actually, they don't move though, right? They're not, this isn't force movement. No, no, they just fall prone. Yeah, so they fall prone in place and and two of them perish. They're marked with red, the ones that are perished. And they're marked with the little black symbol, the ones that have fallen prone. Uh, Is there any more embellishment you'd like to do, please? please <laughs> no i think we're i think okay. we're good for now that'll do it all right and that uh brings us to nash oh wait you have an end of turn we're oh my right. gosh turn dang stuff. it I we got dragon shit this. to do oh, i will uh, one last thing this is a very small thing at the end of stanley's turn uh he will say we need to get the dead paladins off the ship and then give that as a general command. Ah, good call. I was going to punish you guys for not thinking of it. Uh, good, good call. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. So perfect. Um, you make that uh, that command and, and the elves immediately know what you're talking about. Um, but for now, the dragon fight continues. Uh, since you're higher up in the turn order than the chrome dragon, you can use your legendary action first, Nash. Okay. Um, let's do that. By the way, those paladins being left there reminds me of something. Oh, uh, Darkest Dungeon, when you kill a thing and then its guts or junk sits there and you have to kill it before you can get to the next guy. I freaking love it. Yeah, exactly. Difficult terrain. All right. Um, uh, Yeah, so tail swiping again. 
Yeah, you Although, also have wing attack as an option. That costs yeah, two actions. But. That costs two actions. Um, but that's just out but of my that three. one's a full thing. So you beat your wings. Yeah, you might you might do bludgeoning damage and knock prone, and then you can fly up to half your flying speed. So it's kind of this like knock people on their butt with your wings move, and then tail attack is just like I'm attacking with the tail. Well, I don't want to really go anywhere, so I'm just going to attack with the tail again. Yeah. Um. So here it comes. Here's the twenty. Uh, that'll be a t- uh, twenty-three to hit. A twenty-three to hit. It is a hit. Just barely. Um, no, no. Well, you have a good sense of the dragon stats, I would think, because you're also looking at a dragon stat sheet. So you know. Two D eight six will be a total of. Oh, what's the, why my brain? 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 points of bludgeoning. Or, uh, yeah, bludgeoning? Flashing. It bludgeoning. is bludgeoning damage. Bludgeoning, yeah. yeah. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, and he's going to use a legendary action of his own as well to do a tail attack. So the dragons are locked in combat, and they each, and yeah, he hits with a 29. I'm, that's a, for that's sure. definitely it's a, a hit. 2d8. So I think it's 2d8 plus 6 for me as well. Uh, yeah, or two. I get two d eight plus eight. Wait, are you adult or elder? What are you? We're both adults, but there's variations. We're all adults time. here. Okay. We're all adults here. We're all adult dragons here. <laughs> but yeah, we're all look. We're all adult dragons here. <laughs> Expect everyone to behave. Um, there are little variations between the different dragon types. Uh, oh. Even they're not completely like one to one. Um, so I'm going to do 16 points of bludgeoning damage with the tail. So Varel, you're sort of dodging as you see what Nash's tail goes out, slaps the chrome dragon. The chrome dra- dragon, dragon snaps like a tail on him. One of his scales comes flying off. Um, uh, and uh, we are going to... Well, it's now Nash's turn. Your t- turn's not for a long Do you want to hit uh, adjust those hit points on my on my avatar? I'm going to. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. We took 16, so yeah. that would be 144. Now, I kind of want to coordinate with Kyle. Well, it is your turn, so you can ready some stuff up. <laughs> I mean, can I... So look at your sheet, though. You have a lot of options, right? You've got your multi-attack, which is Frightful Presence, yeah. Bite, and two claw attacks. Yeah. Uh, you've got Acid Breath, which... Oh, you have to recharge, by yeah. the way. So can you roll a d6 to see if it recharges? Oh, yeah, you both have to do that. Well, I haven't used mine yet, but you have to do that for yours. Uh, it's a three. Okay, so no, you don't have acid breath available. Okay, it has to be higher than a what? I forget. Uh, it has to be higher than it has to be a five or a six on a D six. Oh, a five or six. Start okay. your turn. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and remember, you do have legendary resistances too, where you can choose to um, succeed on a saving throw where you failed. Okay. But um, yeah, so yeah, you don't have much in the way of options, but you're. I did in your sheet for your Dragonheart allow you to cast spells. Right, cast normal Nash spells, right? So you have spells as an option for you as a dragon. Right, and that's what I wanted to coordinate because in my heart of hearts, I think Pharrell would like to be large (laughs) and in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. Yeah, and have him, like, when he does, when he finally does go ham here, maybe the bigger the better. So, um,. I think I am going to do this. I'm going to cast Enlarge on him at okay. second level. Uh, he is a willing participant. What do I get at higher levels? Anything cool? 
Hold on. Oh, there is no higher level. Yeah, no, it's just second that's level. It. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, okay, so I will cast it. And you're now way bigger than you were before. And now twice your size. Yeah. Uh, not only that, you have just just for let me just verify some of this. Uh, double its all dimensions, growth increase. That include your weapons, medium to large. Um, target has advantage on strength checks, strength saving throws. Not that you need too much of that, but the target's weapons will grow to match the new size. These weapons are enlarged, and the target attacks deal an extra one d four extra damage. So, on all your damage rolls, you want to put an extra one d four on there. Um, that's my action. I will uh, not spare any movement because opportunity attacks and all that. So I will stay where I'm at. Uh, is that your turn? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, legendary action for the dragon. I'm going to tail attack you and break that concentration. Great. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> Big Varel, tiny Varel. Oh, this will suck. <laughs> I like so what Varel's token does to Scott's dragon, though, because it just looks like Varel now has a cool dragon body. <laughs> it does. And he's really thrilled about it. Yeah. He's so happy. Look at him. He's like my uh, dog. I love it. <laughs> so 22 to hit. Uh, that is a... It was it's a hit. Yeah, AC is 19. 19. It's a hit. Gosh damn. So you got to make a, a um, concentration saving throw. All right. But what, what about... Okay. I'll do one. And I'm going to do a full 24 points of bludgeoning damage to you. All right. Con- you said concentration. So 24 cut in half is 12, so your D20 has to be higher than 12. Well, I have a plus five, so let's let's hope here. A plus five to what? To concentration. There's no concentration plus five. <laughs> I think you're looking at con. Constitution. Oh, oh, constitution. Sorry. I'm looking at constitution. You just have to roll 12. There's no modifier. Oh, I just have to roll 12? That's it? 12 or higher. Over I'm scared. Okay, I'm pushing it. I hate wasting spells. 19. Alright, you Nine. maintain concentration. Okay, uh, that brings us to the elves' turn. The elves continue to fight all the prone guys with advantage. So, uh, oh, so the ones that are still fighting active ones. Uh, fight, okay. They get through on one of them. How close is this guy? All right, so this one here dies. All right, the other two, they're, they're trying to hit them, but the armor is very tough. They don't get through. But this one towards the bottom here dies, Stanley, uh, as okay. the elves, like, like ugh, nail them. And then these ones here, um, they drag the, these guys over the sides and throw them off, <sighs> as you constructed, as they fly off the sides and down to the ground below. Awesome. Damn. All right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so now that we move to Varel, your turn. You're now twice the size, riding upon a black dragon with a absolutely gigantic chrome dragon bearing down upon you. It's finally time to act. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Visually in this picture, is it accurate? Does it have the horn? Yeah. Yep. All yep. right. It, yeah, that's how it looks. That's as badass as it looks. So since I was kind of riding Nash, I'll just sort of stand up like you would, you know, getting off the seesaw as an adult. And I want to jump onto the dragon's neck and grapple it. Okay. Uh, so I, ath- want, I want to athletics roll. 
riding that dragon now. I'll, I'll move him to the back. There, so we'll see. All right. Athletics roll, please. 25. Yeah. Not a grapple, right? This is just trying to climb a thing. Uh, it's weird, though, but it is a grapple. No, this is a grapple. Yeah. I won't. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, if, if the movement's different, what I would instead do is grab its head. I want to, you know, take control okay. of its horns, wrestle the bull. The dragon doesn't have athletics proficiency, so that will help your roll somewhat. However, the strength modifier on a dragon is quite high. It's quite ridiculously high. So we'll see. Wait, 8 plus 8 is 16, right? Correct. So 26. You got 25? Yeah, I rolled a 25. So you roll, you jump up, you go to grapple him, and uh, he shakes you off. He just sort of shudders, shakes you off, and you begin falling to the ground. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, can I, wait, hold on. How far away is he? Do you have a reaction, Stanley? I, I, believe, I believe Featherfall can be used as a reaction. Uh, but, uh, but wait. I, I think I'm too far. I also have, um, I mean, this is an attack round, so I get a second attack as a grapple attack, so I can try again, but at this That's, point I'm... Oh, no, multi... Well, hang on. So multi-extra attacks doesn't mean you get extra grapple chances, because... If they're the grapples grapple, as attacks, yes, because grapple is an attack. I, it is an attack y- action. Yes, but I think the attack action is, is, is okay. Let me just double check this because I'm a little fuzzy on it. Because I know while we're uh, while we're doing rules, Scott is actually correct. It is a con- uh, it is a Constitution save for maintaining concentration. So he actually oh. did have his little plus. Oh. I didn't. I wasn't a hundred percent sure, so I looked it up. But he, get, he makes he a Constitution con- saving throw. He gets the con modifier. Yeah, he yeah, does. Oopsies. Do. So it's fine. He made it. He made it either way. But I felt like I was wrong. Okay, you can use the attack action to make a special melee attack. If you're able to make multiple attacks, the attack action, this attack replaces one of them. Perfect. You can do multiple grapples. Solved. Okay. The only problem being though that, and now I'm I have to beat a 15 any time. And technically, now that we're rules lawyering, you can't grapple a creature two sizes larger than you, so what size are we at? Right, well, you're not going to be restricting its movement. This is just to right. grab a hold of him. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I just hey. want to grab a horn. Yeah, I know you just want to get... Alright, so just that's one hand, we're trying with the other hand. Yeah. Yeah, then, you know what, I don't think this is a grapple <laughs> contest, then. I think if you're trying to grab onto a large creature, I would not do it as a grapple contest. I would do It'd it like as an athletic environment, check. yeah. Yeah, I would do it as an... So let's... let's Let's okay, walk, walk I want to shadow the Colossus him. Because you're not going to get extra attempts. It's a it's a skill check. It's a, So I want to grapple onto a large thing by jumping off. It's 25 was your roll. That, in my mind, would be... How hard would it be? That's very hard, but I wouldn't rank it nearly impossible for you. So I would say 25 would be successful. And you, so you run up to the head of Nash. You, you use his head like a, a diving board. <laughs> and you jump and go like Hulk style with both your hands back and grab onto his horn. You're now on top of the dragon, but he's not slowed or impeded by you in any way. Cool. But you are now hang- dangling off the dragon. Excellent. All right. That, that's your action. So you have bonus actions and movement. 
Well, I get my second. Wait. Oh, right, right. Because wait. Oh, you're okay. Yeah, it's a skill check. We're, we're yeah. not treating it as a attack. You're right. It's not an attack. No, I wouldn't. Correct. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Anything large like the uh, frog hemoth, anything you're walking on top of, I would consider it an attack, a, a skill check for athletics. A grapple would mean like you're actually impeding the enemy and grappling. So, cool. And in that case, it's not an attack. It'd be my full action. I'm down with that. I'm down yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's let's give him a. Um... Let's hook him. Oh wait, wait. Is this bonus? It's temporary HP. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> Could bite him. Um... I'll flame burst him now that I'm on top of him. Okay. Flame See if it burst does anything. Him. Sure. Uh, so as you go to flame burst, it does More damage. The chrome. the chrome seems to embrace the flame as it is, dances across the surface. Oh, oh, yeah. Bummer. Should have thought of this about the fire. All right. Well, I've still got a hold of him. That's my turn. Uh, reminder to Nash to do something. <laughs> All right. Well, it is end of your turn, which means legendary actions can take place. Uh, the dragon is going to continue swatting at... Um, I'm going to burn the last of his legendary actions this round to swat Nash again with a tail attack. Uh, I think you still have one left, too, for this round. I do. So you can use that now, too, if you want. I'll do That's it 17 now, to yeah. hit, and he doesn't hit you. Nope, actually. he misses. That's Wait. a big old ass miss. It's not miss. 17, it's 19 to hit. Sorry, wrong modifier. 6 plus 13 is 19. Um, yeah, he does hit you. Then he does hit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So your modifier is 11, so when I go to your sheet, and then my modifier is 13. It's super fair, I know. Uh, so you take 16 points of damage. Okay. Uh, there. Yeah. Bludgeoning. All right. Uh, I'm returning the favor. For a, oh, that's not going to hit for a nineteen. A nineteen? Uh, it is a hit. It is a hit. Yep. I guess I'm thinking your modifier's higher. Okay. Or it, yeah, my modifier's higher, but our AC is the same. Okay, so there's that a hit. Now so now let's give me some uh, some damage. Damage. Yeah. Let's do six plus eight for you. Yeah, 2d6 plus... No, 6 plus 6. No, it's 2d8 plus 6. 2d8 plus 6. Yeah, 2d8 plus 6. So that's 8... 16 points, right? All right. Let me, yep, 16 points of damage. So he smacks you in the head with the with the, with the tail. You smack back again. You've, we've, you've hit each other six times with tails, like in this round. It's just two dragons <laughs> smacking each other with tails. Pee, 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 yeah. At the front of the ship. Uh, 16 so points good. of damage. Uh, okay, perfect. Um... That makes it the paladin's turn. The paladins both get up. They continue fighting the ghost elves around the ship using specialized weaponry from their hands that turns them blue rather than green and they're just like lasering across them. Um, Luckily, some of the elves get out of the way for the first one. The second ones are not so lucky as two elves. Who's this here? It's a deckhand. Uh, Two, three elves get uh, roasted into uh, nothingness. Okay. Um, it is now the chrome dragon's turn. Uh, the chrome dragon will uh, do a... F- yeah, he hasn't had his actual turn yet. He's drawing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know 
much All right. about. The art has begun. <laughs> All right. And so the after seeing the way combat is resolving, hang on a second. Sixty foot cone. All right. We gotta get some 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 tools out here to measure exactly who's gonna affect, which I will do on the break. But basically, the dragon <laughs> breathes in and breathes out a cone of steam directly aboard everyone in front of the ship. Who's going to die to this thing? We will find out after the break. Oh, man. All right. It's break time, everybody. You know what that means. We've been at this for a while. That's right. Go out, get yourself a good pee, and when we come back, more. So we'll see you then. Okay, we've returned, and back to the action with Bo Schwartz, your captain. Bo? The... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everyone, please, uh, seats in the upright position yeah. and make sure your seatbelts are on. There you go. Um, all right, the dragon, the chrome dragon uh, reels back with Varel hanging off of him and breathes out <gasps> a large breath of, of steam when everyone can see where it's covering. So I need all y'all to make a constitution saving throw, please, as the breath, as a steam breath uh, splashes over the top of the ship. Covering half of it in heat and water. Uh, am <laughs> I a, out of the cone? I got a nine. You're With out of the advantage, cone. I got a nine. Uh, hold on. Twenty-two. Ooh, that wasn't great. What's my modifier? Plus, drop so many dice on the ground. I'm gonna step on them later. Oh my god. Wait, how do I do? That's just a plus five modifier. Oh, okay. All right, well, uh, that's a 12 for me. Okay. Not great. I got everyone's, everyone, I got Stanley, I got Stanley, I got Nash, Hope, what was yours? 22. Okay, you save. So you'll take half damage, and Varel, oh, Varel's not affected. It's 79 points of damage. Damn! As steam billows out, uh, Hope, you take half, Stanley and Nash, you take the full amount. I'll mark it off your dragon uh, sheet there in just a second. So, uh, so 104 minus 79. Where's my calculator? I'm not doing this one on paper. Gosh, dude. You have 25 dragon hit points remaining. Shit. Okay. And uh, the rest of the L. Let me move these to the back. The rest of the L's include a uh, deckhand, pie spit, jolly good sneer, mung. Uh, deckhand, and who's this? Uh, these elves evaporate into nothing as the heat oh, no. removes the ethereal form, uh, removes the integrity of their ethereal form in this realm and obliterates half of the ghost crew. Steam melts, splashes on top of the ship, and also damages the ship, but it's still in working order, no destruction. Uh, of significance, but does sustain the 79 steam damage um, as well. Um, yeah. As, as he belches out those flames, uh, does he do anything else for this turn? Uh, no, that is his action, and it is now up to um, Hope. You're next. As you, as you watch, as you're just on the cusp of it, you watch the entire uh, crew in front of you, the ghosts melt into nothingness. Were the Kuromakishi damaged as well? Uh, oh, it's a good question. I forgot they were prone and not dead. Um, let's resolve that. 
And it's each creature in an area, so let me roll their saves too. Good question. Oop, wrong dice. Alright, they're gonna take half of that 79. Um, it should be 39. And that 39 uh, still does also melt them as well. So they're 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 <laughs> good question, thank you for the reminder. Um, so the, the, the steam breath also uh, dissipates their armor, heats them up, bubbles, and the flesh inside you can see sort of melt. And as the ship moves on, they sort of blow off to the side as they fly uh, down below, um, clearing, clearing the deck also of any further uh, paladins of the umbilical order as they fly off the side. Um, okay, that brings us now to your turn, Hope. Okay, the Hope's going to... The only enemy remaining was the, is the dragon. Cool. Hope's going to turn to Stanley, um, and she's going to go, we need to get the guns pointed at that dragon. And then she's going to head to the front of the ship. Okay, perfect. Make You can move your token. In this turn, you can move your token and move the ballista to face the dragon if you wish. Oh, you want to go right to the front or to the gun? Sorry, the, ball- the ballistas are here. She'll go to the guns. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me pick one. All right. You the, yep, you go to the ballista, rotate the ballista around towards the front of the ship. You see that there's these little two handles where you can pull triggers on them. Oh wait, so I can face fire. the dragon from the front like that? Yeah, yeah. It oh, rotates around. oh my goodness. Okay. Well she's really embarrassed she said that stupid thing to Stanley. <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> face the gun at the dragon. <laughs> All right, so you rotate the gun towards it and pull the trigger. I need you to make, uh, if, do you have proficiency with a uh, ranged weapon? Of course you do, you fire guns. So make sure to add dex plus proficiency um, to your roll. I'm pretty sure I traded that out when we did our, our upgrade. Oh, no, you don't have proficiency. You have with, martial weapons, ranged. simple weapons. Yeah. Oh, not with range. Oh, no proficiency then, just your yeah. dex. So just dex, okay. Twelve. All right, you fire at twelve and fire off the arcane uh, the arcane beam as it sort of shaped into an air goes, whoop, poof, flies into space, missing. All right, um, that's the end of the turn. I don't have any legendary actions. Nash, you have one. Rem- oh no, you used uh, your last one too. Quick, I think. Yeah, quick I question: Can she? She can still take her three attacks with it, yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So she'll fire yeah. off two more shots. It's a stationary weapon, but you can fire more shots. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but I I think that makes sense. Go ahead. Yeah, make your rolls. All right, next one is a dirty 20. Well, it's a crit, right? 20 is a crit for you, so it's a hit. No, it was just a 15, but... Oh, dirty 20. Yeah. Still a hit. Still a hit. Still a hit. Still a hit. Cool. And then how much damage would this do? Uh, so you're going to roll 3d8 and add 8. It's uh, force damage. Uh, so 20 damage. Okay, 20. Marking it down. And I'll just check the immunity here for force. We're good. Okay, so you do 20 points of damage. Perfect. And then same roll for the third shot. Hit. 3d8 plus 8. 18. 18. All right, so the first shot misses the next two as you bring it in closer and aim. Hit twice, once for 20, once for 18. 140. Yeah. Okay, the total damage inflicted upon the Chrome Dragon is up to 140. Um, 
and yeah, you fire two shots and it hits him. It, it penetrates the chrome, leaves bruising, but uh, the chrome dragon is still in full extended neck mode, having just breathed out the, the steam onto everyone. We are now at the start of a new round, which means legendary actions are replenished for Nash and for the dragon. Stanley, you are up first. All right. Stanley is going to move just to be tactically closer to everybody so he's gonna kind of move down here spread out a little bit and uh let's see where does that put me in terms of rail okay pretty good all right so first thing as a bonus action we're going to seeing as i think most people took damage uh we are going to once again do our called mantle of inspiration 14 temporary hit points back to everybody and they get free movement without incurring a reaction if they want to use it uh that's a bonus action and then for my action we'll go ahead and fire three beams of eldritch blast into the dragon all right three beams of eldritch blast let's go make those rolls uh, a 16 to hit, and then two 25s to hit. I think that's two right. hits, right? Two hits. Two hits, yes. Nine points of force damage and two points of force damage. Okay, so total inflicted is now at 151. And uh, you fire off the Eldritch Blast twice, hitting him. Uh, the dragon is unaffected, but is taking damage as Chrome chinks. Oh, you know what? I take it back. Uh... Let me keep rolling. I forgot I got advantage. Let me just see if that other one hits. Sure. Okay, so... The actual breadth of rolls would have been three hits. Okay. Then roll the extra damage dice for the one hit. Really glad I fought for this one additional point of damage. All right, one more point of damage. <laughs> put, put it on there. We fought so hard. We came so far. Okay. Would I be able to use the reactionless movement to walk back on the ship? Um, walk off the dragon? Probably not. No, because it's just movement. You're sort of stuck there. You can't really... I mean, if you can jump as part of movement. Uh, you are looking, you know... About ten feet out-ish. Uh, you could probably leap back, but you'd have to like clutch onto the side. So I'm going to require an acrobatics roll to see about your your ability to to not miss cool. the ship. I'll stay here. All right. Um, okay. So uh, Stanley, anything else for your turn? Nope. That'll do it for me. All right. And to turn actions, uh, I'm going to have a tail attack come in after Nash. Great. Nash, you want to do anything? No. Well, I mean. I'll roll against her. I'll just see if you can hit. You can hit. Yeah, but you have legendary actions too. Yeah, so but can I go? Wanna... Do I get to go before you, or can we? Yeah, but you are higher in the order, so you would get your tail attack first. Oh, well, then I'll. Yeah, hell yeah, let's do that. All right, uh, tail attack incoming. Here we go. Come on, be a good roll, you big piece of shit. Come on. Oh, jeez. So that's nineteen. That's a hit. Uh, nineteen. It is a hit. Roll your damage dice. Sorry, that's twenty, not natural. Um, 2d right. plus 6. Damage Two. 8, or damage uh, dice coming in. 2d plus 6. Uh, so that's 11. 
points of bludgeoning. Right. He takes 11 points of damage. We're up to 163 inflicted. He also rolls a 19 versus you, and you're going to get hit. Shit. You swap You swap with the tail, hit him. He swaps the tail. You take um, 23 points of damage. Right. Uh, so that dr- oh doesn't you have two points remaining in dragon form? Okay. Well, no. Do I get the fifteen should, Stanley gave us? So it should have. Yeah, then you, you'd have your temporary hit points. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, okay. I'll mark. I'll re-add fifteen. So you're at seventeen. Sorry. Okay. Good call. All right. Yep. Great. Not that it doesn't matter. No, no, it, it matters. It, you know, yeah. you don't want to drop your dragon form if you can't help it. Yeah. All right, Nash. It is now your turn. All right. Um. We're going to go... How often does he get to roll to recharge his breath? Oh, I got to do that now, don't I? Yeah, you got to do that once at the top of the round. Five or six. Okay, come on, baby. Three. Didn't work. Yeah, no breath for you. Okay. Um, Let's go with a multi-attack. Use my frightful presence, and then I get three attacks. Uh, here we go. So frightful presence would be first. I gotta roll a save. Oh yeah, you gotta do a save on it. So frightful uh, presence, you have to do a DC oh, sixteen wisdom saving throw. Oh, saving throw. Okay, I just choose to succeed. Well, let's roll first. I have to do it after twelve plus. It's a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I just pass. That's okay. Okay. So <laughs> We're all good. All <laughs> no right. frightened. No worries. Okay. Um. Let's do the melee, uh, the first bite attack, or the one bite attack. It's two bites and one, uh, or no, one bite, two claws. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's right. Okay, here Great comes YouTube the bite. Uh, bite will be, oh, I got to roll for hit. Hold on. Oh, that's not great. That's not going to do a, it. It's a nine plus six, so that's, or no, what, 11. sorry, 11, so that, oh no, that does that hit? Yeah. Oh, it hit. hits. Yeah. All right, never mind. That was that was bite, right? Yep, that was bite. Yeah. Uh, so two d ten plus six piercing, and then one d eight acid damage. Two d ten plus piercing, or plus six rather. Uh, so that's twelve total. Okay. And then twelve for, piercing. Uh, I have to do one d eight acid damage. Oh, one d eight acid. It's weird. Why are we getting all choppy for some reason? It's not you guys. It's me. Something on my head. Is it recording? Is that why? Oh. Huh. Got some technical difficulties. Okay. It looks like we're okay. Well, I don't know what no was causing pressure. that. Um, all right. Sorry. Uh, what was I rolling? 1d8. Oh, I uh, got a 1. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the one the one club with John. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yep. Total damage inflicted one seventy six. Now I got my two and, claws. Uh, you you have your two claws to right. continue. So I got to give you two two well one hit roll per claw, right? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Eighteen plus eleven. That's a hit. Um. Mm-hmm. Yep. Claw damage is two d six plus six. Uh, that would be uh, 11 points of slashing damage. Okay. And for acid, because I get an extra acid on that, right? Or no, is that that's only on bite. claw? 
Claw is just 2d6 plus 6 slashing. Okay, so you get so, a second one, though. Let's all right, get, so there get, you go. Yeah. So there's that. Let's do your roll. Oh, shit. Here we go. Here comes hit for the final one. That's a hit. That's 20... Or, sorry, 26. Yep, you got it. And damage will be... 2d6. So... 10 points of slashing, additional slashing damage. Up to 197 in damage inflicted. Um, As you bite and claw at him, and the dragon begins to show wear and tear as chunks of plate fly, of chrome plating fly off of him in scales and blood. You know, you you make a claw attack and a blood trail of three, you know, blood streams just go as the sky is filled with blood flying past Pharrell's head. Nice. Um, okay, that's the end of your turn. He's going to retaliate, of course, on your turn, having taken a lot of damage now. He's going to do wing attack, and he beats his wings. Each creature within 10 feet must must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that would be Varel, and that would be Nash. Um, and that's it. So what's both the, of you need to make dexterity saving throws, please. What's the dex? Or what's the... I guess you'll tell us. We'll find out after the roll. <laughs> what do I got to beat? Just tell DC. Me. What's the DC? You'll find out. <laughs> uh, 19. Nineteen. Okay, you both fail. Uh, you're going to take 2d6 plus 8 bludgeoning damage, so f- that's 12 bludgeoning damage to each of you. Okay. Alright, as he, as he flies up and he just whoo, whoo, everywhere, wind, whoo, he then flies up at half of his speed, rising above the ship. And um, Varel, because you're you're knocked, you're both knocked prone, so you're prone on the ship, Nash, as a dragon, mm. which is fine. Although, how much? What did I say? It was twelve, right? Twelve. Uh, you still have five hit points and dragon hit points left. So Sweet. <laughs> just keep on hanging on. <laughs> um. Uh, but Varel, unfortunately, because you fall prone, you only movement is to crawl. Advantage. Uh, yeah, you fall prone, so you uh, let go of your hold on the side of the wall because you're falling prone. And since there's nowhere to land, you are now free falling in the air uh, again. I think. Unless <laughs> there's something else I'm missing. Um, no, that start, sounds right. Yeah, you start fall, free falling into the air. Um, I'm still big, though, right? You're still big. Sweet, so I can oh, go. man, we haven't been rolling concentration <laughs> checks, I don't think, but yeah, you're no, still big. No, we haven't been, but... It's up to you all what right. you want to do. Let's roll a concentration now for all the ones we missed. Okay. So you can add your con, and uh, that... Uh, yeah. that Dude. last The last amount of damage you took was 15? Uh, so no, 12. 12. Right. So, so I got 19 plus 5, so... Yeah, you're still concentrating. Yeah, 24. Okay, yeah, 24. You would keep your concentration. You're still big, Varel. Sweet. Um, so but uh, so you're just now falling. You haven't fallen any space yet, so we're in midair sort of as the turns go by. Uh, the, el- the elves that remain rush forward to the front of the deck, dashing. They're not going to be able to, to, to help at all. Um... The deckhands for both you and Hope offer to take control of the guns if you want. Uh, I'm just going to give you that option, E or an A. Yeah, yeah. Stanley's not okay. using it anyway. He's just standing by it. All right, cool. Union also moves and stands in front of you as a shield, raising up her spear. 
to, to block you, to take any hits before you. Um, I will use my reaction to cast Featherfall on Varel just to ensure in case nothing good comes of all of this. Okay, you can do that. not going to be a splat on the ground. Okay. You are now Feather Falling, uh, Varel. Excellent. Okay, uh, so that's the elves. Varel, it is now your turn. Uh, so the drag. Oh, by the way, the Chrome Dragon's reactions have all been burned. The legendary, the legendary actions. FYI, Nash, you still have two, I think. Right. Um, yeah, Varel, so, you're up. So hold on, if that was the end of Stanley's turn, uh, it was the end of the elves' turn. So elves you can turn. do a le- you can do legendary action right now if you wish. I'll do it. Let's do another tail attack. Um, okay. Do I need to move to his position though, since he rose up, or no? Yeah, you're gonna have to start flying in the air. He rose up uh, half of his movement speed, which half of his movement speed I think is not yeah, it's eighty, so he's forty feet above the top of the ship now. Okay, I'm gonna see which will do more damage. I still feel like, I feel like the tail attack's still better. Yeah, I get more money out. I get more bang out of my buck if I hit. So I'm gonna rise up to his level and perform. Oh, can I do? Can I do a movement? Oh, you can't move, no. Yeah, you have to do... Uh, I don't burr, think burr, it has burr. any move. But you could do a wing attack, and that allows you to move up, but you wouldn't hit anything, but it would allow you to move up to to his area. Yeah, but I may as well do that on a turn. Um, shit. Well, by the time you can do that again, you're going to replenish your legendary actions. Oh, would I? you can just save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Well, am I out of ra- am I out of melee range from him for like a tail attack? Right uh, now, yeah, you are, you are. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna stay where I'm at then for now. I won't, I won't do a legendary in between. Okay, but you know what? You would get an opportunity attack as he moved out of his way. So I'm gonna allow an opportunity attack of some kind. If he, if I move, no, because he moved, he flew up 40 feet, so he's above the ship now. Yeah, but I didn't give you an opportunity attack. He actually oh. flew out of your melee. You're range, saying do so. one now is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That's I forgot, so I'm gonna give that to you with All like right. a bite, bite or a claw. Let's do. Uh, let's see. What am I gonna get the most out of here? Probably the bite because I get a little extra damage on the acid. Yeah. Uh, so here comes hit will be twenty four. That's a hit, and I will now. Remind myself which one has what. Hold on one second. Bite is 2d10 plus 6. Yeah, and then 1d8 for acid. All right, so that is 11 plus 6, so 17. Okay. Uh, And then the acid add-on, 1d8, is a 5. Okay. He's now up to 219 hit points sustained. Uh, You fly up into the air... uh, not a flap. Sorry, you you bite him. Uh, you know, as he moves up, like in the thighs, like, and and he's he's just he lets out a definitely a pain yell at this point. Sweet. Uh, this dragon is tiring uh, that you can see. Uh, we now move to Varel's turn, or we're back to Varel's turn. <laughs> I can't remember how we got here. Yeah. Did he move out Varel? of range of me? Uh, yeah. he, well, you've descended. He's a big guy. He's a very big okay. dragon. So you were up high. You're now near his leg. Okay, cool. Um, well, if I've if I've been slow falled, I'm just gonna fighting game juggle, as it were, and just start attacking as I float down the side of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and just be wailing on that leg. All with right, make your attacks. 
Chrome's Bane. 29 versus AC. Hit. All right. I'll go ahead and roll the hit second enough attack. times now. Yep. You guys have hit it enough times. 19's a hit. 19's the AC. Well, the 29 was the attack. No, I know. I'm just saying. So you, oh. you know, you don't have to wait for my acknowledgement. You can know it's. Oh, 19. sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, 23 is the other attack. Yeah. So two hits. All right. Here we go. And then I need some D4 action for the beginning. That's six. Thirty-four plus a forty points of magical slashing damage. Forty. Forty points. Damn. Forty points. All right. So as you, uh, <laughs> so y- you've slain the creature. Yeah. But as, nice. a- a- as as you've been flying down, I want this to be juggled properly because you, you haven't had a hit this entire three hours. I think we've been playing <laughs> with raw impatience and raw fury. Uh, you begin hitting, and the hit in the leg, the first hit. Uh, it does something to it to its body you know it has a reaction to it where it stops flapping its wings suddenly and and drops a bit and that gives you time to feather fall onto his chest as he falls prone in the sky like struggling and you run up across his belly uh, all the way up into his chest and neck area where there's a vulnerability that you can see and you bring the second sword strike down inside of the neck and the and and steam billows out all around you and you don't care you're being a fire yourself you let the sword in and, and you keep smashing the sword as it's lying prone in midair and with that it lets out its last scream billowing steam to the air as it begins to to explode with steam pressure that you're releasing and the rest of the party sees us now you're you're feather falling but it's falling at its own pace and you're holding onto the sword so it's falling at full pace and you're holding onto your sword also falling at full pace even though you have the feather fall uh uh engaged so um as that happens in the party sort of at the front of the boat in front of the airship fate six and we're not paying attention to what's going on around them a giant hand envelops the ship i need a dexterity saving throw from everyone please 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 be good. Oh, I guess it's going to be a 22. Oh Natural my 20. gosh, a four. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, wait, was Nash up in the air? Were you flying? I was. Oh, yeah. You I... were flying. You were okay. You're not connected to the boat. Oh, then phew, we'll, thank you, Chris. Imagine you pass on that you were on there. Oh. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of moving parts, everyone. It's not all recorded. No, I just glad Kristen said something. I would have totally, yeah, good job. So, Nash, because you, you jump from the boat, you hear a big crash, and you look, and a large, a massive lizard folk hand has, has grabbed the boat like it's a little toy in a bathtub and has just crushed it and as the fist comes out it breaks it in half and the entire ship goes 
ghost elves dissipate bloop, bloop, as they disappear as the magical energy moves uh, dissipates from it and you look down at the hand and you look below where the egg was before and bursting from the egg is a massive building sized lizard folk and that lizard folk screams out uh, time for voice change <laughs> Okay. It's a weird thing for him to yell, but you know. yeah. Time for a voice change. Time for a voice change. <laughs> I have returned. Fear me. I am Grochil, the God Killer, and I have returned to the Prime Material to make the gods pay. I am the Slayer of the Flesh God. The destroyer of Monte Cristo. The counter of many limbs. The winner of poker. <laughs> the last of the great lizard folk of Razakval for all after were weak. Oh shit. The Lord of Blood Cradle. The winner of Backgammon. <laughs> Drinker of hamburger sandwich blends. I am Gushil, and I will defeat all enemies before me. Fear, weaklings. Fear. All right, I'm b- I'm back. Um, <laughs> I think you made some of those up. Yeah. <laughs> as, as as this giant hand grabs and breaks it, you look below and you see a lizard folk climb from the egg pulled from the earth by the dragon. He's wearing the building on his back like a backpack. It's a giant backpack. This thing is like ten times the size of the dragon you just faced. As everyone begins falling to the ground, and, and Grosjil is there. Um so as you're falling and he's destroyed the ship, he turns his attention to another El Hendari ship and he grabs it and he throws it as he's walking out. And it's basically, it's a lizard folk, but he's the size of a mountain. He's a literal mountain of a lizard folk. And I'm going to move us back to the, um, to the main map here. And we're going to reveal Grosjil on the map. Uh, let me go here. All right. Uh, to Tokum Lair. As you see this giant, giant lizard folk on the map with the building on his back. Um, so everyone's falling. Hi, everyone. You're falling. <laughs> All right. We'll do feather fall on uh, Hope, uh, Union, myself. Varel already has it. Uh, and Nash doesn't need it. So that's yeah. everybody that would be falling, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, so everyone's falling to the ground. You begin feather falling, and as you do that, you just see this. He's got this large building on his back, and he's got these large pipes glowing purple to these fist things. And as he has these fist things, some of them release rockets, and one of them releases gas. And he's for a big creature, he's not slow. He's agile. He's catching these ships, throwing them down, breaking them. He smashes the lava. And um, on his head, he has this helmet, and there's these large pipes from the backpack building into the helmet, and his eyes glow up. He has this one eye. One eye's missing. The other eye glows up, and it makes this sort of laser cannon, and it starts shooting towards the goblins at the entrance, going... These large purple lasers, like... 
everyone uh, feather falls uh, down uh, into the general area. Uh, I'm now going to move the map to a new battle map here. As you begin falling and falling apart. Now, as you fall, are there any um, instructions that we would modify or anything you would do while dropping down to this level? Hope's desperately looking for the machine. Uh, sorry, which machine? The um, triangulosphere. Wasn't that oh, on the yeah. ship with us? Good call. The triangulosphere, it was on the ship. It was in the hold. It's now free-falling along with everything else. Uh, wait, uh, did George just die in the breath? Well, no, Georges didn't die, but because the ship blew up, all the ghosts dissipated, so all the ghosts are gone. Oh, right, he was a ghost. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, so if I grab, can I uh, do, Can I see where the where the triangular sphere is falling? Uh, yep, so as you're falling, you do see it in the air. It's sort of... Who's the remote? Who's got the remote? Uh, well, I would dive for it and grab it with my claws and hold it and keep it from falling. Okay, perfect. You fly down, grab it in your claws. Yeah, and then just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's it's extremely heavy, even for you. It looks it's heavier than it looks. Okay. It is an Autoluke sphere, however, so that allows you to grab it for now. All right. But you can feel its weight even with the lightning of the sphere. I would it's I would I would slowly drop down to to set it down in a, as stable a place as I can see and not let it crash. Okay. Perfect. So um, yeah. So as you as you look for a place to land, I'm not sure where I put you initially on this map. Uh, yeah, I put you over here, so you're right here. Is this... You could, in theory, fly anywhere as you're descending below. I don't want to take away control from that. But generally speaking, uh, there's so much eruption caused by this tornado of lava that the field has turned into a lake of lava, and people are trying to find uh, precipices of rock and places to land uh, safely. I would want to... I'm not agile enough as Varel, but, you know, I'd love to skydive, kind of... Shoo, like try to sp- against the magic speed myself towards the ground and land on top of right Grigil. well you could, yeah you could use the chrome dragon to speed yourself and then pull it out at a certain point yeah carry yourself down quickly and then because the feather fall eventually slows you uh through its the, the resistance you you land you want to land right in front of Grogil? yeah all right where is your token i don't there's so many tokens this map is so big Oh, oh, I'm, I'm down at the bottom, bottom. Yeah. I'll grab myself. All right. I wasn't sure where everyone was going to end up. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, so you, you're going to land right in front of this giant being. So you're basically as tall as his foot. You're up to about his ankle. So you land down before him with your sword. The The corpse of the chrome dragon splashes into the lava behind you. And you're looking up at the biggest Elden, Bring, Elden Ring boss in the universe as, as it's basically staring up at a mountain. And before you stands a person very connected to you in your eye, and your chest begins glowing warmly with rage as you stare up at this giant mountain of a lizard folk. Has it been longer than a minute? Uh, the fall would be like 30, 20, 30 seconds. Okay. So we've still got the embiggening going. Yes. Oh, so let me embiggen you here on this map. So we got... Um... Three Nash, rounds? I'm just going to make you five. big. I'm not going to do the token here, but uh, you had how many points? Uh, you had five hit points left, I think. Dragon form. I did, yeah. I'll make a, I'll make a note of that. Five total. Uh, Stanley Hope, uh, you, you can because you're feather falling, you can kind of direct your landing. Is there anywhere you'd want to direct it as you fall down into this scene? 
Um, seeing that the triangular sphere has been grabbed, Hope's going to start looking to see if she can't spot an entrance to go deeper. Oh yeah, Stanley, I put you way up to the north here. <laughs> you can feel free to move your <laughs> character around. Just in the lava, just, just. No, no, there's there's a rock thing there. You got a you got a little rock oh, okay. thing. Okay, I got a little island. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. None of this looks like a good spot to be. Um, maybe so, Stanley would be. I don't know. Let's put him. Let's put him here. At least he's on a bridge he can move on. Okay, so you land over there, and you can see as you were fighting the dragon above, uh, you, you make out that the wall has come down, and the goblins' hordes have have infiltrated and are everywhere inside. So as you land down, there are many forces: tiefling volunteers, lizard folk, goblins. Uh, just those that have survived this massive explosion of tornado fire um, have landed in the general vicinity and are fighting. Um, this guy is not high elf, Mantelodar. Admiral Chrysorius is also uh, among the people here, and he's he's everyone's just reeling and and, and, and taking into their view this this absolutely monstrous sized lizard folk. Uh, in front of them, um, I'll mark the triangulosphere next week because we're kind of going to wrap up soon, uh, Scott. So you can we can have that noted next year, guy. Sure. Um, is there anything I'm missing here? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, oh no, I wanted to say that the front gate blew down, but that you were looking for the entrance. Hope so. Make a perception roll to see if you can't spot anything. Twenty-two. Yeah. So uh, you, you you observe that the building that he has strapped to his back was where you were going to enter into, and that's gone, and there's nothing but lava now. So where the entrance is, you're not quite sure. But uh, this thing, uh, you know, dwarfs makes the dragon that you just fought uh, look like nothing in terms of there's now a mountain-sized lizard folk uh, swatting your ships and forces out of the sky with laser arms and gas, like some sort of necrotic gas gun on the other arm and all of that. No entrance that you can see. Okay, if she calls up, Crowshill! Will it hear her? Oh, you can make an attempt. Performance roll, please. 22. 22? Uh, you call out Grosjil, and the head of Grosjil looks looks around. Looks in the same manner that Varel might, like looking around for the source. And it looks around, and it, then its eyes rest squarely upon you. Is there anything you wish to say to it? Say uh, to him? Yes. You claim you want to fight a god, yeah? Well, the only god here is the principal. And you'll have to find him for us. Not us. The principle is no god. He is but a man. And I will beat him and anyone put before me. Groshiel is the greatest being in the universe. The principle Die begs to differ. Oh, he's... He's a little bit clamped. Got himself too worked up. (laughs) (laughs) I 
two will slay the principal in time. But first, I will destroy you. It will be easy. Come meet your fate. Foiled by dry mouth and swallowing. Yeah, it's a, it's a dry climate. We're in the desert. <laughs> yeah, I got major dry mouth. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but he, uh, yeah, so he faces you and he looks, he's just not even, um, uh, not even he's nonplussed or not even intimidated by you. And now he's that he's focused on you. He raises up his arm with his with his cannon and he takes aim and moves to fire. We're gonna roll for initiative next week because we just can't get into combat. But it seems like it's initiative time unless anyone else has anything they want to do first. But it looks like Hope has taken first first is called first da- uh, it's called dibs on his first attack. Oh, oh nice. boy. That's a what a what an honor it must be. <laughs> uh, no, I think Nash is just happy to have five points in his dragon form left. Maybe he can do something with it, and that's all he would be thinking. Grogil, the God Killer, yeah, talked about for three or four years. Finally, before you in the flesh, not just his eyeball. What? Yeah, yeah, not just the eye of Grogil. It's the entire the entire He's not body. missing an eye, is he? He is. Yes, he is. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, you know, and you know with certainty, Varel, that like because of the artifact you have in your chest, that it is Grogil. There is no doubt. There is no conversation. Like you immediately know that with your being that you were looking at the Grogil of legend from a thousand years ago, the size of a mountain now before you. Man, oh, wow. that doesn't motivate Varel. What will? Nothing is my thinking. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, we'll have to tune in next week to see how this resolves. And uh, resolve it will. One way or the other, it's happening. So come on back then and check it out. In the meantime, uh, go and check out our website, therewillbedungeons.com. If you're listening to the podcast version or watching the video, one of the things we like to do is pay the bills. And those bills are paid by you when you support us at that website. Super easy to find out how. Just go there and do it. You can also ask questions there that we'll answer in our bonus content. And uh, we'd love to have some of your questions there. Uh, I think that's going to do it for Bo, for me, for John, for Kyle, and for Kristen. Why, we'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Walnut.